シヒテイストグレイカレーパンまずは激辛スパイスチャレンジャーチームカレーパン Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast the podcast open to everyone especially Shingo Bushi Naito Sonata Dick Togo Gato and yes even <sighs> Yujiro get well guys <laughs> Uh, I don't know if all of them have the COVIDs or just some of them. You know, they're all together, so they have to whatever, but get well, lads. I'm just happy that they're all big, strong, fit dudes. So uh, there's probably a good chance that they'll uh, power through it and all that kind of stuff. And it'll only be a couple of weeks and they'll be back, maybe. I don't know. But. This is the Never Open Podcast. We talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. It's um heavy news day. You know, usually all the news happens as soon as we hit stop on the recording, but it all happened, like, last night for me, this morning for you, and... um. All kinds of shit's going on in New Japan, and a lot of it's not good. I'm a little worried, and I'm worried about the wrestlers, and I'm worried about the company, and we'll get into why. Um, but we we have a weird show today because we have, like, all this news. Then we have this big, like, resurgence show that has all this crazy shit happen on it. Mm-hmm. Then the second show we're going to talk about also has something crazy. And then the last show is kind of like, oh, this is also a thing. It's um a bit of a... A wet fart, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We also got a few things. We've got um, Mr. Ian's strong review, of course. And uh, I have a little bit of impact. Now, the, the little bit of impact that I have to talk about took place before Resurgence, uh, but I watched it after. Uh, I was, I almost forgot about it, but I thought, you know what? Eh, it's 15 minutes. It's an extra Jay White match. Eh, I'll watch it, whatever. Fine, and then uh, and then we got yeah, resurgence and wow, a summer struggle, which is living up to its name. <laughs> we said the same thing last year, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <clears throat> and just in case uh, I haven't said it yet, or you've heard me say naughty words, we do swear on this podcast, so just be aware of that. and Uh, If you want to contact us, you can. You can do that via an email or a voice email. And uh, that's at neveropenpod at gmail.com. I'm on the Tweety. That's at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at DrusiferTweets. And he and I are collectively at neveropenpod. Ah, there we go. Wow. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you to praise me for remembering this week. I think it's, uh, I think no. I've got it down pat now, man. Yeah. You, you know, Grape Ape is looking down on us right now and he's very happy with you. He's not dead. He's just really tall. Oh, okay. Thank, thank goodness. So we, all right. Is he really tall or am I just really short? I don't know. I'm not that tall. That's what you said last week. I don't I don't know what that means. I mean, I don't know what the average height in Australia is. I know that, you know, last week we did establish you all are raised in, you know, a kangaroo's pouch and that you're stolen by a dingo when you're born. But, I mean, I don't know how the whole height thing works. <laughs> I don't know how height works either, man. 
I don't have any. You so know, I don't. Well, we in America, we're raised by our mothers, of course, who are barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen our entire lives. And as soon as we come out of the womb, they hand us a gun. And, uh, you know, when, when we're 21, they hand us a beer, you know, not when we're, we're born, but when we're 21, they hand us a beer. 21. Fuck that, man. I'm I'm 18 here. It's 18 here. Did you know that? Yeah. And it's, it's comical because it's kind of like that whole thing where people are like, no, don't have sex before marriage. And everyone's like, wink, wink. Okay. We sure won't. It's the same thing with drinking. We'll do what you guys definitely didn't do. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I mean, I was drinking beer when I was like 12 years old, earlier than that even. But I mean, like I was getting drunk when I was like 12 or 13. So oh, um, and that was easy to do. In fact, well, I, I take that back. You know, when I was in high school, it was easier to get other things than it was to get alcohol because uh, you had to know someone that was 21. And oh, my God, the lengths that we went to sometimes to get alcohol. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. I guess uh, I don't know if drinking culture is different here or if, if it's different from even in Australia from when I was a, t- a teenager. But when I was a teenager, I had a fast food job. Um, we'll talk about wrestling soon, guys. Just come on. We, we haven't spoken a while. <laughs> but uh, I used to work at a fast food restaurant. So my first job was a uh, Hungry Jack's. Hungry Jack's is the Australian equivalent of it's Burger King, really. It's it is it's just Burger King, but we call it Hungry Jack's here. And you know, got along well with all the staff and stuff. Got invited to a work party, which ended up being like a house party and all that kind of stuff. And my dad would just, you know, go into the bottle shop and buy me a bottle of Jim Beam. And I was about <laughs> 15 or 16. i tell you what, though, after my maybe second, first or second work party, I drank way too much of that bourbon. And I couldn't drink <laughs> bourbon for like five or six years after that. Uh, now, now uh, I can. It's quite nice, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's it, it's it's different. Um, or maybe he thought. I don't know what he thought. He thought it is. I mean, party, so I my my dad tried that. So, but but he he my dad was an absolute failure as a parent in a lot of ways because he would do this. I mean, it's, it's funny because he would do these things that he thought were going to be good for. He's like, Oh, I'm thinking outside of the box. No parents ever thought of this before, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're billions of people into this uh, world, but he's got the original idea. And oh, like, yeah. for example, when I was like six or seven, he sat me and my sister down who is a couple years older than me and, and had to smoke a cigarette and drink a beer and he was like, he was like thinking, oh, well, this is how they do it in Europe or as far as like these are things that people are aware of. And if you're aware of it at a young age and you're, you know, you're not going to want it necessarily. You're not going to you know, do crazy things to get it or whatever. And uh, that was his kind of plan. If we're familiar with it, we won't become addicted to it. What he was not, um, you know, thinking about was the, the fact that when I drank that beer that he gave me, my eyes lit up and it was the greatest thing I'd ever tasted in my life. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. You'd like beer from the first sip. Uh, yes. for me, it was a bit of an acquired taste. Uh, sometimes I'm still acquiring it, but I, I don't mind the odd beer. But, uh, yeah. And and I have some hilarious Jim Beam stories too, that we'll have to tell one day, which uh, is, it's so funny that your dad bought you liquor as a kid, not, not like beer, you know, liquor. Liquor's like, to me, like, that's like cocaine and meth, you know? <laughs> it's like liquor is like, yeah. liquor can get you in big trouble, where beer it oh, takes a little work, you know? Well, 
let's just say uh, I learned some lessons and made <laughs> some switches. And uh, like like the first time I ever had uh, screwdrivers, uh, uh, oh. I, was, I was just like, wow, this just tastes like orange juice. And then like an hour later, I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You learn all this stupid stuff when you young. And then you're shitting yourself for two days because you drank a gallon of orange juice. <laughs> so. I say you, le- you learn all this shit when you're young, but uh, you know, then I'd be uh, you know stumbling home from a party when I'm like 29 <laughs> or something like that. You know? <laughs> hey, okay, so I have a right. big announcement. I have actually yes. two big announcements. I mean, the first one's really a big deal, okay? Yep. Um, you know, we've worked hard. We've been doing the things, we've been saying the words and watching the wrestling, yeah. and it's yep. all paying off finally. Um, we are the number eight of all time wrestling podcast in India. So I would just like to thank everyone in India, all uh, 45 of you, for uh, <laughs> listening to us. Actually, I don't know if I say things like that often. I think I, I maybe reference listeners here and there. Uh, I try to remember to name check them uh, when I do reference them. I'm not sure I always do that. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you do listen, thank you for listening. If this yeah. is your first episode, uh, now you know that uh, I was a little pisshead when I was growing up. So congratulations. <laughs> it's the first thing you're you know still, about me. You're still a pisshead. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, it's good being well, that's one announcement. Yep. Uh, the other one is I'm actually going to plug a different show. So <laughs> I'm uh, I there's this new show on Stars, which is like fake ass oh. HBO, and it's called Heels, and it is about pro wrestling on in an independent pro wrestling promotion in Georgia. That's in America down there in South, and it's <laughs> about wrestling. And uh, we are going to cover that on the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, me and my buddy Dean, the original two hosts. And we've been covering that uh, and we will be covering that every week. So if you have any interest in that show, even if you're not going to watch it, check out the Road Home from Wrestling podcast feed and you'll enjoy our conversations about it because the show has a lot of good things and a lot of bad things and a lot of things that we make fun of. And my God, me and Dean make fun of everything. So you'll love it. All right. I have not seen that yet, but I do have uh, access to it. It has been released here in Australia. So, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, thank you for reminding me, actually, Mr. Mister Andy. So, uh, yeah, and I like, the, I like the dude in it, um, the Arrow dude. I like him. Yes, yes, he's good. Um, it's, it's an interesting show. <clears throat> we <laughs> – one of the things that we really had fun with is that they – they kind of have some red herrings in the first episode, or maybe not. We don't know. It's the first episode, but they just don't go where you think you're going to go with a certain thing. And my God, we had so much fun with it. We were just like shitting our pants laughing at everything that happened to this one particular character because of where we thought it was going. So, you know, check out that podcast if you enjoy it. Even if you're not going to watch the show, you will really enjoy our review. So there's a thing. Uh, having heard uh, quite a few of their reviews, Yes, they are enjoy- yeah, enjoyable indeed. So, yes, do check out The Road Home for Wrestling. And, Mr. Andy, we do have some news. Some of it we can't mention until after the show because it's a bit spoilery. I know we don't usually give a shit about that, but uh, let's just save the uh, that stuff for later, if that's all right. The uh, stuff involving the United States title, if that's all right with you. 
Do you have any sure. other New Japan news? Uh, the, the, well, of course, the big news, and I did allude to that in the uh, intro, is that, uh, look, I made this stupid joke on the Tweety. Uh, if I regretted it a lot, I would have deleted it, and I didn't, uh, because it is just a, a silly joke, and it is in, in no way serious. But uh, <clears throat> it was about, like, I noticed that Yujiro wasn't on these two nights and these are the and everyone knows i'm not a huge yujiro fan but uh yeah he he wasn't on because of you know scheduling or anything like that he wasn't he wasn't there because like it's a covid scare and shit so uh it's uh it's mr yujiro i also think the other members are gato and togo naito bushi and shingo i'm not sure about sonata actually uh, you'll be you can correct me if you if you know that for sure but it's those guys which uh, are, uh, the only two confirmed cases, though, are Shingo and Bushi. Uh, so uh, I'm just super happy that they're very strong, fit individuals So and healthy, very healthy. So hopefully uh, they'll be fine. Hopefully all of them will be fine. But, uh, yeah, Whew. this is, is scary. Uh, it's not fucking good, is it? It's really bad. It's no, really bad. Scary. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm in America and in Ohio and, you know, yesterday I went to the local shopping mall and thought, oh, this is a giant open air place. You know, I'll be able to, you know, buy some new shoes and I'll be in the safest possible way I can do that. And I uh, probably there's probably 100 to 200 people in the actual shopping mall and not one of them was wearing a mask except me. So um, we don't give a fuck over here. And it is just like I am not numb to it. And so like, it is just terrifying to hear every day. There's another two to 4,000 people that have it here. And I'm just looking at these micro cosmos, you know, or, you know, of, of our country and how even places like where you're at, you guys are trying to fight it so hard yet. you you guys had 600 cases, you know, reported yesterday. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's really scary still. And I, I'm sad that some of our, you know, wrestlers have it in New Japan. And man, I am terrified for New Japan as a company too, because they are they could be in big trouble here. Man, I, I don't know. We're gonna talk about it as we get through resurgence, how I feel about some of the things that have gone on on that show, but I am worried. Um <laughs> I don't know. I we'll see what happens. But yes, we have tons of news and stuff but here's what i'm thinking so ian has a strong review for the night before resurgence so maybe we should check that out do our yep. resurgence review and then listen he also sent us a review of resurgence which we could hear after the resurgence show what do you think oh i'm in uh, i agree okay. uh, just let me look into my email it's that one yep i'm ready Okay. Well, then here is Ian's strong review for uh, this past Friday, which was um, August 16th. So oh, here we go. Before you start, yes. I yes. just want to, uh, I might as well just say it on the show. Uh, Mr. Ian, uh, Mr. Andy and I will probably check out the next few strong shows because I'll have a crowd and stuff, but we're not going to really write notes or anything about them. So. <laughs> This we is funny you. to me. It's yes. just my way of saying, because, like, dude, we love your work. Like, we're not taking your gimmick. So, yeah. Thank we're not going to step on your toes. And it's funny, too, because you were like, so uh, do we have to watch Strong now? And I'm like, no, Ian does that. And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. We love you, dude. So thank you very much. 
we, we should send him a t-shirt or something um anyway all right so uh let's see here is ian strong review here we go hi luke and andy this is ian with another new japan strong review in tribute to this being the last new japan strong show recorded from the ocean view pavilion i'm also going to forego my usual audience of thousands of screaming ian maniacs to record this in a black box in the middle of nowhere It'll be tough to go on without my people, but it felt appropriate. First up for this final studio show is Wheeler Utah vs Barrett Brown and his two dads. That's right, alongside Bateman, Barrett Brown is now accompanied to the ring by Mysterioso, who's dressed all in black. Thankfully, we're spared any more Pavarotti jokes from Kozlov, and honestly, I actually quite like the spread of stables to New Japan Strong. This is a decent match, hampered by my inability to buy the idea of Wheeler Utah and Barrett Brown as equals. Utah is tall, muscular, exceptionally athletic, and very handsome. Barrett Brown isn't, 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 and not to be unfair on the guy, isn't. Brown's strength in numbers gets the win after a code breaker from Mysterioso, but both guys look pretty good here. Following this, we get Hikuleo versus Fred Yehai, which unfortunately brings out all of Kozlov's worst instincts, and we get three Fred Yehais in a row. There's a lot of fun to be had in the idea of a compact powerhouse facing an absolute monster. Unfortunately, not all of that fun makes it into this match. No fault to either of the guys, but they both work kind of a slow style. That means that when they're together in the moment, there's some exceptionally nice, powerful spots, but when they're not in sync, there's an awful lot of lumbering around. Hikaleo wins, as expected, and gets on the mic to demand worthy competition. This brings out Juice Robinson, which is a pleasant surprise, especially as it gives us a classic Juice Robinson insane promo. At one point, he refers to Hikaleo's, and I quote, baby giraffe childbearing hip ass. I like Juice in the ring, but if he could wrestle as well as he talked, he'd have every world title ever made. In our main event, we have Tom Lawler and Danny Limelight facing off against Leo Rush and Carl Fredericks, and if there was ever a match that begged for a crowd, it was this one. It was fast and exciting, and at points really brutal. Rush and Fredericks gel really well as a team and get some nice superhero moments. Lawler and Limelight fight dirty and have a wonderful villain and henchman dynamic. This is an exciting match that's given time to breathe and sets up Leo Rush as a credible and compelling contender for the strong openweight title. I know he keeps saying he's retiring, but I'll believe it when I see it. Overall, the show built well and the main event got me excited for Resurgence, which was, after all, its job. Thanks guys, and until next time, keep it strong. Well, that was interesting. I, I, the, we missed the juice promos. I mean, my God, he had so many amazing promos last year. Um, and I shot one's the best man. Yeah. I sharted Hashizume. (laughs) Which, um, yeah, I really enjoyed his fucking insane promos. And, you know, he's right about Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta is like signed to AEW now or something, or we're not sure. Hope so. I hope he signed anywhere. This guy needs to be on TV every week. I feel like, yeah, yeah. It's, he feels like a no-brainer. Like, uh, like, why hasn't someone signed him yet? Yeah, 
And he's right. Like a couple of years ago, this guy, you know, back when you know I was heavy into the independence, we I'd get calls or messages from people that are looking for money. You know what I mean? Like they'd always, you know, like promoters might hit you up and be like, hey man, you looking for like a, a sponsorship, you know, and here's how much we need and blah, blah, blah. And this dude named Chris called me once and he is from New Jersey and he was starting this company called Wrestlers Laboratory. And this dude pitched me for like 45 minutes about how he's building the company around Wheeler Yuta and how great this guy is and how you need to meet him, blah, blah, blah. We'll get you free tickets, whatever. He was just buttering me up for like 45 minutes. And he's like, and I'm like, all right, buddy, how much do you need? And he's like a hundred bucks. And I was like, okay, 45 minutes to ask me for a hundred bucks. <laughs> so I gave him a hundred bucks and we sponsored their first show. And Wheeler Yuta was in the main event. And this dude was so high on him back then. So I've kind of had my eye on him, you know, for a while or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's good to see that he's finally getting recognition because the dude's been good for years, you know, so. Yeah. Fuck, man, that's an awesome story. And <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry if that came across as sarcastic. I'll definitely. No. Sorry. Uh, now. Before we get into resurgence, because Mr. Andy and I will talk about resurgence and all the stuff. We will cover that like we wouldn't normally New Japan show from Japan. But before we do that, just for continuity's sake, even though I washed it out at Warner, big friggin' whoop. Let me just talk just for a couple of minutes, Mr. Andy, on Impact. Please, uh, I'm interested I, to hear what happens. Now, I never watched the whole show, everyone. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think ev everyone knows by now. I just go on to New Japan World. And New Japan World just gives me the New Japan bits, which I appreciate. So they gave me Finn Juice versus Chris Bay and Jay White. Uh, Bay does not come out in his new Bullet Club T-shirt. Are you an idiot? Do you not want T-shirt sales? You put your fucking T-shirt on and get out there. Uh, <laughs> that's just a small <laughs> right. But come on, man, you just joined Bullet Club. You've got a new Bullet Club shirt, dude. Wear that. Yeah. So yeah, as, and as I said earlier, I was I was gonna skip it, but it's Jay Wrestling, so you know I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Look, it's a good solid tag match. Uh, it's got uh, Jay and Bay working over Juice, obviously the heels, and Finley making the hot tag. Hot tag. It's looking a bit bad for Bay near the end, but then uh, Jay's just like, hey, fuck this, and uh, starts hitting people with chairs. Uh, so it's the DQ. And that's great that it's a DQ finish. That's 15 minutes that I spent watching that. Thank you for the, the booking there. And uh, he gives uh, Finley a Blade Runner on a chair right before Resurgence as well. So, boom. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's pretty funny <laughs> that you, uh, you're like, yes, thank you so much for making me watch this. And then have a DQ finish. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was not I, ready to talk there so for once. I, so. I know I have seen countless WWE things. I know I have. But I have not seen WWE things for quite a while now. I watch AEW and I watch New Japan, and there are so few DQs that, uh, yeah, and uh, New Japan did waste my time with the DQ last week as well. They did, yeah. If they've been doing that more, 
Um, but they've also been doing traditional pro wrestling type stuff more that we don't usually see from them. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're trying so hard again. I'm very worried and I'm going to get into why later, but the, it, uh, it's, it's just, you know, some of the things they're doing make me wonder how desperate they are. So, um, yeah, you know, you, it's funny because we messaged back and forth about what you just talked about over a month ago, I'm pretty sure. Because we, remember, there was a long time ago I messaged you something like, "Hey, here's the like spoilers for the next like month and a half of Impact yeah. tapings," and and we talked about that particular match. <laughs> you asked me if I cared, and I said, "No, man, just tell me." Um, and you did, and I was like, "Oh, that doesn't seem like much." Yet I watched it anyway because Jay White's my dude. So, which which means, oh man, I'm gonna see so much of fucking like. Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna see so much strong, and it's uh, only cause like I, I just want to see the switchblade bits. But uh, yes, and I know Ishii's probably gonna be on it too. So Ishii and uh, Switchblade are definitely a strong draw for me. And speaking of strong, shall we shall we get into it? No, New Japan yes. resurgence. All right. Before well, we, this is yeah. I was gonna say it's resurgence, and you know I. I I'm very interested to talk about this, the venue and, and the crowd and all kinds of stuff. But go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Before we start this, uh, if anyone has heard oh, sorry, or watched this with the English commentary, please let us know. Just doesn't have to be an email. Just shoot us a Tweety uh, on, the, on the Tweety. Just let us know what the English commentary was like because – this was one of those weird New Japan shows where New Japan only had the Japanese commentary on it. And if you wanted to watch the, watch Resurgence with English commentary, which featured Aiden English. I don't know what name he's going under now, but that's how I know him. Aiden English, Kevin Kelly, and Alex Koslov. Well, I looked at Fight. It was fucking $31 dues, and I'm not paying fucking $31 to listen to fucking Alex Kozlov bore me with his fucking boring voice saying dumb shit. $31 for that. It's fucking $999. Yeah, that's 12 Aussie dollar dues a month I pay for New Japan. Plus, I get all their shows. And I don't have to hear any Alex Kozlov. What the hell? Thirty-one dollars. I'm sorry. If it was just Aiden English and Kevin Kelly, I still would have paid for it because I've already paid for New Japan. So like, let's just get that out there right now. But still, uh, let me know if he was awesome. If he was awesome, just tell me, and I will shut the hell up. But I doubt it. Anyway, <laughs> I've been waiting uh, for that for a couple of days. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I've been holding on to it. <laughs> I mean, it, it was cathartic as I thought it would be. Uh, as cathartic, yeah. So let's do it. Uh, where are we, Mr. Andy? So we're at this place. Um, I actually, it's like uh, Olympic Stadium or something. Is that right? I didn't write it down what the name of the place was, but it's someplace in LA. But it's weird because it's like a stadium. But, like, they're not in the stadium part. They're, like, in the part where you buy tickets. 
it's fucking weird. I don't, you know, like the, the entrance to the stadium is in the background and they're like, you know, the giant walkways and, you know, places where maybe people would be parking is like where the ring is and everything. So it's, it's weird. Uh, the other the kind of weird thing. Now, I have a lot of good things to say about the show, so don't get me wrong. This is not going to be me shitting on the show the whole time. Uh, um, but you will hear me do some of that, but there are a lot of good things on this show. Absolutely. You're right. Yes. And I apologize for my voice. It's early for me right now, and I'm trying to adjust oh, to yeah. that. But um, anyway, so so there, there's another thing that's a big problem with the show. And, and it's something I noticed immediately, and eventually I did kind of forget about it, but, man, it was bugging me so bad. And I didn't tweet about it or anything, but it was that the the hard camera is too close to the ring, so it has to move the whole fucking show. So, like, anytime there's a hard cam shot, the camera is following the action just, like, one inch to the left and one inch to the right, which just bugged the shit out of me. And I'm sure nobody else noticed that, but it was, like... Couldn't you just move it back one fucking foot? One foot! You know, like they didn't measure right or something. And and something else I will mention about this is it, yes, there are definitely people from New Japan working on the show backstage. But this seems like this is mostly like, you know, the guys, you know, maybe even some of the NWA guys or the, you know, I don't, I don't know who's doing the production here, but it's not standard new japan production it's yeah. much more like new japan than strong is you know in a lot of ways but it's still weird to tell you something about that mr andy when uh the second new japan melbourne show happened uh, which you can watch on new japan world uh that was the same deal uh you, you could watch it with the japanese commentary but you had to wait for the english commentary and i think it had something to do with New Japan doesn't have all the uh, necessarily necessary infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. That's how I. That's how it was kind of. I kind of finally found out. And what they would they did was with fight uh, or and or locals kind of organized this thing. And fights like, well, all right, if we do this, that's fine. We'll help you out with that. But we we'll get the uh, English rights for the live broadcast and stuff like uh-huh. that. So that's yeah. how it worked for the Aussie show. I can only imagine that uh, it was some some kind of similar deal here. Uh, that's just a, a theory. I don't I don't know for sure. But uh, as well, for as for being in a weird place and not in the in the big main area, uh, I'm also going to say like this, it might be a, a it might be an over thing because look. AEW did a lot of shows in lockdown, but before they did that, they had a lot of shows with fans. And New Japan, before lockdown, had a lot of shows with fans. So everyone kind of knew all the wrestlers and had seen them perform live, having matches with each other. The thing about everyone on Strong, and I don't mean to shit on them, I'm I'm, I'm not. Uh, there's, there's some really good dudes on Strong. Uh, no one's seen a Strong show live. Uh, and uh, I don't know about you, Mr. Andy, but I felt less invested with the strong stuff because I don't watch it every week, week in, week out. And uh, maybe that's why they decided to uh, send some New Japan stars, you know, and maybe that's probably why they, they're in the area they're in and not in the, the, the kind of big arena bit. I don't know, just theories. Yeah, that's very interesting that you point that out. Um, and a couple things about that. 
One is that since there hasn't ever been a strong live show in front of a crowd, I mean, that means that they're still developing those organic things that are going to happen from a crowd. You know what I mean? Like you don't have your first wrestling show after no one's seen your show and organic shit's just happening right and left. And you're going for the first time and you're like, why is he chanting that for this guy? And oh my gosh, this is so neat, which is how it works when you go to an established company, you know, you, you notice all these things like, oh my God, why are they throwing trash bags at that guy or whatever random bizarre thing the fans are doing and you want to know about it. So, you know, there, I, I didn't pay much attention to the crowd in this show because I just don't, I'm used to at this point not paying attention to the crowd because there isn't one. So, um, you know, and I was just kind of focused on the wrestling. I don't listen to it very loud anyway, but I did notice some weird stuff with the crowd that I thought helped the show. And I think that everyone else in the world disagrees with me. So I'll make my case about that later. Now, one thing I want to mention before I forget, they did have the big ring. So that was, yeah, weird because it's like why have you been filming strong this whole time in the small ring when you have the big ring i don't get it Mm -hmm. agreed now uh yeah so i (laughs) i like things in this show and i dislike things in this show so um you're probably going to hear some opinions that are a bit weird or or, or, or kind of uh, tinged with more of an emotional point than me being like Mr. I analyze wrestling because I don't really. Yeah. uh, You know, but it is what it is. We'll we'll get into our thoughts and feelings and stuff as we go along, but let's just start off with uh, Alex. Fuck. (laughs) That's his last name now. Alex. Coughlin, Coughlin. It's a Coughlin? Coughlin. Yes. Coughlin? Like, <clears throat> yes. We, like, a year and a half ago, we had this conversation. And yes, we're having that conversation today. It is like the word cough. <laughs> Shut up, Mr. I can't pronounce Dogey <laughs> properly yet. All right. So, Alex Coughlin versus Carl Fredericks. Uh, I don't know. If I don't know if you agree with me, but I thought this was kind of never. I I have not seen these two for a while, so it was really good to see them again because, alas, I don't watch Strong. And these two set the tone for me. Like, these two were out here going, all right, it's the, it, we're live. We've wrestled together a million times. Well, let's just fucking kill each other. And I thought it worked. I thought it was kind of never as fuck. There's some gnarly clubbing blows. Alex does this deadlift fireman's carry kind of thing. I'm like, holy shit. There's amazing chemistry, which you would expect because they were long, young lions together. And it's pretty hard-hitting stuff. Uh, Carl hits this uh, DDT thing for the win. Oh, and before we continue any further, my friend, uh, uh, Shane, I don't know if he listens to the show. I don't know if I've told him about the show. But anyway, uh he watched what was the last major New Japan show, Mr. Andy? The major one. Uh the the Dome show? Yeah. He watched that and he thought it was really good. And he watches yeah. AEW religiously every week. So I said, Well look, uh here's my deets. You know, I gave it gave it to him last time as well. 
it's on. Uh, Resurgence is on Sunday. He's in lockdown, by the way. Um, Shane, he's in Melbourne, so he's in lockdown. So uh, I think he wanted something to, re- to watch. And he was a little – he wasn't sure how he would go because uh, no English commentary. He was fine. Uh, and by and large, he liked the show a lot. So there's that. Awesome. Uh, what do you think of Alex uh, Coughlin versus Carl Frederick? <laughs> <clears throat> this is a strong style young lions match. Yeah. And it's, it's like, great. You know, this is what you want. And I wish that this had kind of set the tone for every match. That would be great, you know, but, yes. um, cause to me, this is new Japan right here. And these guys were awesome. Everything's like really stiff and looks like it hurts really bad. <laughs> and like, uh, they, like you said before, these guys have probably had a hundred training matches against each other and matches, you know, on strong. I don't know what Carl Fredericks has been doing, but it's, he's like always hurt. So it's good to finally see him in front of a crowd in a situation that is like beneficial to him working with someone that he knows very well, because honestly, I've never seen anything in him. I've never like watched him and been like, Oh yeah. Okay. That guy. And so this is kind of the first time that's ever happened for me. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I like that he has like plot armor because he has like earrings in. So that means like heels can't jump in before the match because that's not very safe, you know? So that's good. And, um, I noticed that bridging fall away slam too. That was fucking amazing. Oh my God. Right. That was really cool. It's it's like a bridging fall away slam suplex thing. I don't know. It's fucking awesome. It was a lot, very similar to that, that thing that we just saw Adam page do on, in his matches, you know, that we watched last week, but um, that finishing moves impaler DDT is what that is. Uh, So that was uh, Gangrel's finish. It's a fucking cool <laughs> move. I You're like right. It. That is gay girl's finish. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. All right. So, uh, yeah, well, that was good stuff. And we start our next match, which is uh, Rocky Romero, Fred Rosser, and Wheeler Yuta versus Clark Connors, 2JP, and Ren Narita. And uh, this is your traditional six-man New Japan pro wrestling tag match. It was fun stuff. Uh, Clark Connors looks like a literal lion. And then you said he looks kind of like a mini hangman page, which is also kind of cool. I have to admit, like, I see Rosso and I see WIB dude. And I think I see that more in him than other dudes who came from the WWE, uh, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I really liked his stuff with Ren Narita in this match. I thought they were great together. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I guess they've had some stuff together in the past, but I'll, if uh, I catch a strong episode that has uh, Mr. Jay White in it and these two are wrestling together uh, against each other, yeah, I'd be happy to check that out. So uh, that, that was pretty fine. Uh, TJP, he hits this kind of splash thing on Rocky, which allows uh, Clark Connors, who I guess has graduated from Young Lyndon. I guess so. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Ian might have told us that, but I don't know. I don't remember everything we record. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> he seems like it because he's not wearing young lion gear in the ring either. So uh, congrats to him. Uh, he's, he's a bit of a badass. By the way, Mr. Andy, where the fuck is Gabriel Kidd? Where is he? Yeah, that's a great question, man. I hope he's okay because we haven't heard from him in like six months or something. He, mm-hmm. 
he just disappeared, you know? So that's, that's maybe he got hurt, you know, surgery takes a long time. If you tear your shoulder or some shit like that, I hope it's nothing like that, man. Yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, to me, this is just kind of a match, you know, it's like you said, it's kind of one of those like house showy type matches. Uh, but it's fine. Um, I really enjoyed Renarita because he's just the pissed off young lion. And that's like, that's the only like kind of trait they can really show is like pissed off. You know, they can show that like fire and stuff, but like young lions are limited as to what they can do. But pissed off is definitely something they're allowed to do. So they all do it really well. You know, <laughs> he does it. He does it awesome. And I love pissed off young lions. Yeah. It's just the well, best thing ever. You, you um, know, Ren, Ren Rita has that look about him. Like he wants to hurt people. Yes, and yes, he's in the he's in the right place because I think Shibata will really teach him how to hurt people. Yes, um, he also like I don't know he he kind of has like this built-in chip on his shoulder because he's tiny, you know what I mean? But he's yeah. not like he's not like I tiny and fierce like Mighty Mouse. He's like tiny and angry, and I like it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, I can't wait to see what he does. He should be showing up in New Japan here soon. He's ready to go. Let's let's fucking get him back over there. So, um, but uh, let's see here. There's some really good stuff when like Clark Connors and Rocky are in there. I like yes. that. Um, that's cool. We get some uh, extra stank for <laughs> TJP on this like crazy clothesline that he gets hit with uh, when Rocky hits him, which is hilarious. He's doing the forever <laughs> clothesline. He just destroys TJP for no reason. So that made me happy. Um, me too. And I, I, you know, like you said, it's, it's interesting um, to see what this means for Clark Connors. Will he be going to Japan? That'd be cool. I don't know. We need new wrestlers in Japan. However, maybe everyone should stay away from Japan. I yeah, don't know. Um, that's the hard thing, scary. isn't it? We're like, mm-hmm. why are our favorite wrestlers not in Japan? Uh, uh, Luke and Andy, uh, uh, Japan's rife with COVID right now. Do you really want but, them in but Japan? So is, but so is America. So is America. So, so, like, so is America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. At least they're they're in California where like they actually have rules still, and they're like trying to do something about it. You know, they're not. You know, but the, they're flying dudes to Florida, so I don't know, man. Yep. I don't know either, but uh, our next match is Leo Rush, Adrian Quest, Quest, Adrian Quest, uh, and Adrian Quest is taking the place of Brody King. So we've got Leo Rush, Adrian Quest, Chris Dickinson, and Fred Yehi, and Yuya Uramura Yuya, yeah, versus Tom Lawler. Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson. Hey, what do you think? Uh, do you know who, uh, what did Jarrell name his son? Go. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Kal-El, come on. Get out of oh, here. Oh, shit, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was reading something that I'm trying to, yes, I'm sorry. I was preparing to talk. I apologize. Pay attention. All right, so we've got, uh, yeah, Tom Lawler, uh, the uh, strong openweight champion. Uh, look, I would have, for me, I would have put uh, Tom Lawler in a title match on yeah. Strong's first live show in front of fans. Like, that seems like a fucking no-brainer to me. So the fact he's in a fucking 10-man tag blows my mind. But, yes, he's in a team with Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, uh, Royce Isaacs, and and it's not just Yujiro who gets the sigh. And... <laughs> 
fucking J.R. Kratos. He sucks. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so this, yeah, as I said, this match is weird to me because Lawler should be defending his title here. He, he just should. Uh, yeah. But uh, he, he isn't. Uh, okay. But I hope they give him something cool to do. Because uh, Lawler is the strong champion. The strong champion should have a, a strong championship match on a strong, well, quote-unquote pay-per-view. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I found this match a little sloppy. Uh, there's a lot of guys in this match, which happens in Japan all the time when there's heaps of guys and they're just doing shit. So that's that's fine. Look, uh, a, a lot of guys, and I have to admit, uh, it really won me over. Uh, look, I, I tell you something. I haven't been watching this every week, so I'm not as invested as a lot of in a lot of these wrestlers as other people who do watch Strong is. So. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a match, this is a match, this is a match. Yuya Buramura gets tagged in. I'm like, oh, shit, hell yeah, <laughs> this is what I want. Because I'm invested in Yuya Uramura. I can't help of course. it. That's just how I feel. And Yuya Uramura fucking power bombs J.R. Kratos. <laughs> it is fucking awesome. It is not the most beautiful, artistic, technical power bomb you will ever see. <laughs> But I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Rush does this cool um, springboard stunner thing on Limelight. Then the double underhook from Yuya Uramura. Yuya Uramura gets the win. I'm marking out because I love Yuya Uramura. And, yeah, what did you think of this match? So it's the same finish as the other multi-man tag, by the way. (laughs) Same exact finish, which is fucking like, what? I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that Tom Lawler doesn't feel like a big deal because he's in a 10 man tag on the big show. Yeah. Like I, I've seen this guy, you know, and, and around and, and like, I don't, I'm not a, a massive fan of him anyway. So like, you know, I, I but I'm kind of indifferent to him. It's not like I don't like him. I just don't, I don't understand it yet. And it's so just like me with, um, great Khan for ages. I'm like, I need to right. to show me something. I need him to show me something. And he did. Now more about Greater Khan. Yeah. Uh, I think I I need to see Tom Lawler have a title match in front of a crowd. I really and this would have been perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but before this match, there was a couple things that happened I want to mention. One is that um we see Kozlov, uh, the drama king, and Kevin Kelly. We just can't <laughs> hear him. You know, so they're waving at the camera and we're like, yeah, we can't hear you. And and Hiromu is on uh, commentary for Japan. So it's like super weird. And like he's making all kinds of weird noises and yelling and, and, you know, being awesome and entertaining. But I don't know what he's saying. So um, we also get this very strange video package before this match. And it like chronicles the past two years of New Japan in the United States. And it's like, thank you. It's like, I don't... (laughs) This is a weird video package that didn't make any sense. So um, I have a big problem with Tom Lawler's work in this match, not his physical work. He, There's something that just didn't happen in this match that absolutely should have happened, and that's him walking over to the fucking camera and, like, grabbing it and going, like, why am I not in the main event? This match is bullshit. You know, that's like – Boom. My you know what I mean? Like, why didn't that happen? Um, yeah. And and I have in giant caps, slow down. 
because these guys are just going 100 miles an hour and it's just like whoa whoa just slow down a little bit we're good except for jr kratos yeah except for jr kratos now he's used well in this match because he like teases yeah. a dive and that's how you you power bombs him because he's like oh i'm gonna dive everybody else is diving i'm definitely gonna dive i almost thought the ref was gonna dive which if you've never seen <laughs> in a match is fucking hilarious when everybody's just doing dives and the ref's like fuck it and he just climbs the top rope and dives on everybody yeah, no, I love fun. wrestling. Wrestling's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, anyway, uh, so you know the the whole thing. Like I said, it was the same finish as the first match where the young lion got the pin because he got help from the guy who's like a yeah. top guy or whatever. And so, and Leo Rush has an upcoming uh, title match with Tom Lawler that isn't on the show because I guess they want to sell tickets to the live tapings because it's yeah. going to be on that so on your big show your champion is in a 10-man tag but on the tv show he's defending his title so is that a tv title because if it is let's just call it that you know because if it is uh no wonder jay white's there uh now but this match is all about what happens afterwards right i mean yeah yes fuck it oh by the way i don't mind if you or more gets assistance for the win he's just come to America, that's fine. Rendon Reader's been there for a while. He should be able to get his own wins. And that's not yeah. Rendon Reader's fault. That's just how it's booked. But come on, man. You got you to gotta bump Rendon Reader up a bit. He's no scrub no more. Come on. He's on excursion, motherfuckers. Treat him like he is. Uh, <laughs> hey, I like me some Rendon Reader, goddammit. I want. To, I love me. <laughs> I love you, long young lions. So, uh, yeah. But, yes, the um, – oh, one of my favorite things of the night happens. Uh, Yu Uramura gets on the mic, he cuts a promo, and he pretty much wants uh, to join the LA Dojo. And Katsuyori Shibata comes out, and I'm just like, this is so fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I am marking out big time. I love every second of this. They hold out each other's hands, and I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. Yu Uramura is LA Dojo. Uh, and uh, I, I can see a bit of killer, bit of a killer instinct in you uh, or Amora too. So uh, you want to, you want to learn some of that. You want to hone that killer instinct. Uh, I can't think of a better teacher for both him and Renderita than uh, uh, Katsuyori Shibata. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And like Yuya cuts the promo in English, and it's so adorable. Mm -hmm. But I have no idea what he said. And um, and then Shibata <laughs> comes out and Shibata is like, he just grabs the mic and he grabs his hand and he just goes, we like have an instant meme right here because he's like, come with me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. It's a big moment. One of the coolest moments of the night for sure. Um, you know, I, it's, it's as someone who's watched him from the beginning, you know, obviously the alt I've said it a million times, but the ultimate fan experience is seeing your wrestler that you're invested in, make it to the next level, whatever that level is. That's like a really cool thing, yeah. especially when you still talk to him, you know what I mean? Or, you know, him personally, that's, that's a really cool deal. But like, you feel like you, you know, the young lions personally, because goddamn, seen a lot of Yuya matches, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you watch a lot of... If, you, if anyone listening here, if you watch a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling shows, you will get invested in the Young Lions. Do they lose all the time? Yeah, they do. But 
by God, they're fucking awesome. They're going hard. They're learning. It's it's a great system. I love it. And let us go to the next match. Uh, yeah, it is a match. It is. Look, it's Juice Robinson versus Hikaleo. And I see Hikaleo. Uh, he's uh, very tall. He's not an ugly man. He is under 30. And I think <laughs> maybe he's in the wrong company. I don't know. <laughs> that is tremendous uh look uh that's just my uh, extraordinarily assholeish way of saying uh hikaleo is green he's still green uh he should still be a bit of a young lion i think uh should a bit of young lion. he should still be young lion territory i think but uh juice was great juice was amazing in this match he is a pro i love him he, he brings it every time. Doesn't matter if his opponent is green or a pro like he is. I have a good time during Juice Robinson matches. I just do. I like I like him. I like the guy. And I would say uh, he's green, but I would probably say he's a little more uh, lower than Tama. Uh, but, yeah, there's a late, uh, late to the rope spot. Uh, which, but that's what my road says. I don't know what that means, and it's kind of sloppy. Yeah, it is what it is. Juice tries to make it good as best he can. Uh, there's a roll up by him, and uh, Juice gets the pin, and then a choke slam on Juice at the end of the match. Yeah, what did you think of this match? Uh, you were going to try and convince me it's a 20 star banger or what? No, um, I don't do stars or say the word banger unless I I'm say quoting banger. you. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't say it. I don't say it. Um, I'm too old. But uh, but the well, a <laughs> couple of things. I thought your joke. Um, I misinterpreted your joke. I think because I thought your joke was saying that he's gonna he should be in WWE because no, no, he, he, he should. He he's like seven foot and under thirty. That love him. Like he doesn't right, even exactly. need to improve in the ring. That would go there, yeah. The fucking moon <laughs> over there, man. Anywhere I mean, else? Okay. You're green. You got to get better. WWE? Are you seven foot? You're kind of handsome. Uh, can you kick someone in the face? Would be the big boot. Yeah, you could get in the fucking there. You're done. Yeah, you're yeah. in a tag team with AJ Styles now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and you're champions. So, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> this, I got a big problem with Bullet Club guys coming out alone. I don't like it. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are they yeah. coming out alone? Where's Where's Kenta, too? I'm going to ask that question where's every Chris match. Where's, where's yeah, Chris where's Bay? Chris Bay? Where's Chris Bay? He could be coming out with them. I thought that's the whole point of making someone in the Bullet Club so you could fucking have them on the show. But anyway, whatever. Um, it, It's a match that happens to be on the show, and they wrestle each other. It's a goofy-looking roll-up. It's... It's nice to see that Hikaleo towers over Juice because we all, if you don't know this, Juice is a humongous dude. He's like 6'3", six, six, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's big. And, like, that's something he always had, and that's one of the reasons they probably liked him, you know, in NXT originally. But um, he got yeah. so good in New Japan. It's just, like I said, it kind of helps to see Hikaleo with another guy that's big. But not bigger than him, which is, again, if he goes to WWE, they're just going to book him against guys bigger than him because that's what they do to big guys. It's so weird. Um, 
I hate Ryback, but they did that to him. And and I don't know why. They did it to Roman Reigns. He wrestled the big show for like two months. Remember that? What the hell is that about? Anyway, um you, you know how I don't it, get that shit. You know how it you mentioned that guy. I I heard I saw John Cena get booed for like a decade and I was just like I I get it, but this motherfucker is putting on matches that I want to see. Roman Reigns, I don't give a fuck about him ever, no. ever. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, whatever. I, um, I was having, uh, I was talking to Alexis Montez the other day, and we were talking about Roman Reigns because he was filling me in because I don't really watch it, and he's like, he calls him drug dealer Roman Reigns, and he loves drug dealer Roman Reigns, so, which I think is funny. Um, but yes, uh, that's kind of all I have to say about this match is what I said about WWE. So, yeah, look, the next thing that happens in this show, I hope it excites a lot of American fans because they announce a whole bunch of uh, strong announcements for all kinds of dates. Uh, me, however, does the uh, thing straight away. I see Jay White's face on it. And straight away, I'm just like, when's the G1 start? And then straight away, I message you. I'm like, this conflicts with the G1. And straight away, you and I are instantly deflated because we want our boy in the fucking G1 so bad. And and I was going to say originally that it's kind of selfish that we want it to to, because Japan's so bad with COVID, but... uh, as you so pointed out earlier in this very episode, Mr. Andy, uh, so <laughs> America's right with it too. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. <sighs> yeah, uh, am I happy for American audiences to go to New Japan shows and see Jay White? Fuck yeah! And I hope you guys get an appreciation for him, like me and Mr. Andy do. I really do, because he is. Amazing. Uh, I know how he's booked as this kind of heel character, but this guy's a motherfucking suplex machine. And for that kind of thing only, I am happy that people who don't necessarily get to see him live will get to see him live. That's awesome. Having said that, he's got my favorite title. I want that in Japan. Uh, he's my favorite wrestler, and I want him in Japan. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Dude, my this next match that we're going to talk about is really good. And like yeah. the first half of it, I'm just fucking butthurt because I'm mad that Jay White's not going to be in the G1. Now, now, listen, I'm 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 going to talk about this in a positive way a little later when we talk about Jay's match, because, you know, I got to see something pretty neat and have a little insight about it. And I'm just kind of like. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just. I'm really worried about New Japan because these kinds of things and, and what happens later that we'll talk about, this big fucking thing that happens later that we're not happy with, it it just reeks of desperation to me. You know, I it just really does. You you know, I get it, they're gonna mm. loan stars to the United States. And of course, Jay White is like the you know, the guy that the Americans can relate to maybe better than bridge. some of the Japanese. He's a very guys. good bridge, I'd say. Jay White is a very good bridge for uh because he's the leader of the Bullet Club as well. He's mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. He's a really good bridge between uh, America and Japan. It, it it does make sense. I see it. But, 
doesn't change how you and I feel, does it? So the thing that happens later, yeah, the thing that happens later more than this reeks of desperation because they they you know they're bringing Taguchi over, so the the king coaches will be uh you know doing shit and that's awesome, uh, mega coaches and um yes. you know we also have Ishii over there, which we'll talk about him in a second. I just yeah. it's not like Okada's there, but Tanahashi's on this show. And that was something that kind of came down late. And like, you know, I don't know. I'm just worried about them because if they're not making money in Japan, are they trying to kind of like go all in on this United States thing to try to really make money here? And is that going to work? That's what I'm worried about, you know? Yeah. Man. Uh, uh, Man. You know what? Let's do it. What? This is yeah. my match of the night, Mr. Andy. And it's oh, okay. uh, uh, Small Stone Dog versus Gigantic Moose. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I know that uh, there are wrestlers I like more on, in, on later in the card. I know that. But uh, you know how some of those strong announcements uh, upset you? And uh, it took you a while to get into this match. Yeah, it, it infected, like, um, yeah, yeah. So having said that, Small Stone Dog versus Gigantic Moose is never as fuck. It I is. It. it is. The, I have is. no idea why they decided to fly Ishii over to, <laughs> to America when he has a title with two other members that are in Japan to fight moose and i will also say mr andy i've never seen a moose match this is my first moose match really wow okay uh, i don't watch, watch i don't watch tna man like i don't i don't watch it uh or, or impact sorry i just watched like if jay white was in a feud with him right now i'd know who moose i, I know who he is uh moots you know uh, i know who he is <laughs> I, I you know uh, but uh I haven't really seen him wrestle, and I regret that because uh, how old is Moose, by the way? Because if he's uh, under 30. <laughs> I would think he is 30. I would guess that he is 30 or he's 32, and and he's already had looks from WWE. They don't want Moose. So, like, he's he may go there him. one day, but, I mean, they've, they've passed on him for 10 years now, you know, so. They don't want Moose. Yeah. Well, really? maybe seven years. Yeah, they don't want Moose. You know what's funny? I bet you they would take Hikaleo. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they don't want... Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Not, not listen, you, Luke. Not you. Luke, not you. There's yeah. many years of, of green Moose that, you're, that you didn't this watch. So I... There is true. This is true. <laughs> but having said that, I would still say that they would probably... Uh, higher Hikaleo over over Moose, even though Hikaleo is green, because Hikaleo is also a got that generational thing, and uh, WWE loves that, loves that. This guy's oh, the third do. generation wrestler, or whatever. This is the son of King Haku, you know, all that kind of jazz. Anyway, let's do it. Tomohiro Ishii versus Moose. This is never as fuck. It's an amazing big man versus little man match. Moose, man, he can do some high-flying shit, too, which is what, what I thought was super cool. Ishii, man, that this guy can pick Moose up and suplex him. Holy shit, that is awesome. Like, <laughs> And Moose does this 
amazing leaping to the top rope, then turns around crossbody kind of shit. I'm just like, you're like eight feet. How did you do that? How did you do that? That's a Tanahashi move. How did you do that? Uh, that that's fucking crazy. Lots of gnarly like strikes and reversals and stuff. Like they both give each other uh, one kickouts, double lariats that's colliding against each other. This is heaven for me. Uh, uh, by the way, when I said I was kind of confused as to why they got Ishii into America, he's over in America. Remember? Yeah. Western audiences love Ishii. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they love him. That's why he's there. Uh, amazing drop kicks by Moose. He's just fucking nailing it. it. There's incredible selling by both men. Like, I know Moose is the big dude, but he sells enough to make it believable, not too much, because he's a big dude. I, I loved it. An epic brain buster at the end, and Tomohiro Ishii beats Moose. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Yeah, I liked it too. I I didn't like it as much as you did, but yeah, I liked it yeah, a lot. I liked you know? it. Yeah, this um, moose dude blew my mind. So I was like, yeah. Plus it's easy. Well, I've seen I you know I've seen I've never seen Ishii beat a guy this tall and big. So it was kind of cool. That that can move, you know. I think yeah. we've seen him, you know, versus Lance Archer. I'm sure, and uh, probably, you know, yeah. Davy Boy Smith before they were, you know, before Lance Archer was good. But um, yeah, the you know, this match is, is very never. The never button is broken right now, too. So I'm sorry. Um, never. It's never fucked. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, you, you pretty much just read my notes on the show already. So like, as far as like, it's a big man, little man match. And so it's like that kind of, it's that thing, but it's a strong style match. Now, most Ishii matches that are like Ishii matches are going to have these big, long, like mirror sequences. And they do little tiny short ones in this match. It's like less complicated than a, a typical Ishii match will be. But I think that worked in its favor. And Moose did a lot more than I thought he was going to do. I know he can do a lot. And one cool thing about Moose is that he puts his own little twist on regular moves. So, for example, like one, I think his finish is a spear. But he does a flip. So, like, he does a spear and then he flips and bumps and lands at the same time as the person that he's spearing. It's it's weird when you see it. You have to kind of, like, go, how? What? How did that happen? Um, it's it's kind of like a side effect mixed with a spear somehow. I don't I know. It's a weird Spanish fly. Every time I see the Spanish fly, I'm like, I know he hit that on, a, on his opponent, but... Uh, I feel like that like hurt him too, like even more. Like that's weird. Yeah, the Spanish flies a, it's a a fucking like um shooting star press and a moonsault at the same time, basically, you know, um, but uh, or a front front flip and a and a shooting star or a uh moonsault. Anyway, um, pretty cool. But uh, this match, you know, is really fast paced, and that's a big part of it. That's awesome. The selling's like appropriate and an appropriate length and the crowd was fucking insane for this because they love Ishii like you said so (laughs) um and you know I'm sorry that your cereal got immediately pissed in because this was like oh yeah this is going good this show's starting to pick up a little bit and then like we have this thing that happens yeah 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 
so oh man we we have to kind of talk about it a little bit too oh yeah yeah uh we haven't talked about this dude in a while uh out of sight out of mind he is a dude that uh i i there's this there's this dude i follow on twitter he, he, he has pretty consistent kind of opinions i like i like him but uh, he, he wrote this whole tweet like, I don't get all this hate for Will Ospreay. People need to move, move on and stuff. But um, I, I don't know if he knew everything or not. But uh, my response to him was, he is amazing in the ring. Amazing. Shit on the mic, in brackets, uh, uh, and uh, a shitty person. Uh, this man comes out. Uh, I'll name him just once, just so everyone knows because we haven't spoken about him for a while. It, it is Will Ospreay. He is not someone that Mr. Andy and I are fans of. Uh, it does pain me because at one point, he was one of, if not uh, one of my favorites in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, uh, you know, uh, I like my people not to be pieces of shit. He comes out, look, and regardless of what I think about him personally, this heel character that he comes out as... Uh, some kind of like young Ric Flairish kind of dude doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. He comes out, he talks forever, sucks. Uh, what he does is saying uh, he complains that uh, he's out for four months, medically cleared. He's medically cleared now. He's out for four months. They strip him of the title. Uh, Moxley had the US title for over a year. They never stripped him and he didn't defend it. Uh, uh, it's a decent heel argument, but, you know, COVID, so it's kind of different. And they didn't want to strip Moxley of that title twice. They they kind of want him to keep working for him, so there is that. But uh, he also says something that makes me happy, uh, and that's his uh, – he's not going back to Japan. He's going to stay in America. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mr. Andy, because you, you are in America, but uh, – <laughs> So you have to show country of the bastard, but uh, <laughs> but uh, he says uh, Shingo's the interim champ, <laughs> boo, and he pulls out a version of that same title that Shingo has and says, "I'm the real champ, and you never know who I'm going to face." Forbidden door, and I'm just like, "You're a forbidden fuckwit." So fuck off, uh, go away, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, this put me in a fucking mood. That uh, lasted uh, a lot longer than it probably should. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Would, would you. Do you have anything to say about this, Mr. Andy? Yeah, I have a lot. Of, I want to say. Good. I'm only going to say some of it, but uh, no, man, it's our show, man. Say whatever the fuck you feel like you need well, to. Well, eh. Um. <laughs> so, um, I. This reeks, this is when I was saying something reeks of desperation, this reeks of desperation. This is just like, what are we doing here? And and you were like, oh, here's the things that, that this gentleman does well. And one of them that you said he doesn't do well is talk on the mic. So what are we doing? Like, why, why is there a 10-minute fucking talking segment with the guy who can't talk on the mic that you're trying to get over to a new crowd? This is, <laughs> this is bad pro wrestling. It's it's really bad for wrestling. And and that's, you know, opinions aside about who it is. I would call that out no matter what. I have a little extra stank on it, as you would say, because of my, you know, because of my feelings. But he, it's just it's just like 
the thing that kills good good pro wrestling for me anyway is just talking like too much talking is not new japan what is this new japan doesn't normally have like they would not do this story this way in japan they wouldn't or if they did it would be at the end of a show it wouldn't be right in the middle of some like big pay-per-view it would be you know it's it's dumb it lasted way too long and and he like has a faction now or something. I don't care. They they called the United Empire. Yes. How are they united? Yes. He won't go back to Japan. Poor fucking Great Khan has nights off because Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanare, and that guy aren't in the fucking country. That poor motherfucker's like missing out on paydays because his fucking team can't be in the country and shit. Like well, United Empire, my ass. He just wants to stay in Japan, in America now. Like, in, I guess. Mind you, mind you, as uh, angry and upset we were about the idea of Jay White not being in the G1, it, it looks like that uh, that guy's not going to be in it either. And uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, if you have a broken neck, you shouldn't be fucking working the G1, you know, or whatever. I don't understand yeah, how he's true. medically cleared and this may all just be some bullshit and we're going to get fucking promos from him all the time. So um, that sucks, but whatever. Um, eh, let's see. I I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, you know, you tweeted out something that I thought kind of summed up my feelings on this. And that is, I don't want this storyline. I don't want it. This is dumb. I don't get it. I I'm upset about it. And I think that, um, oh yeah. And what I was going to say before is that, yes, it, he has the faction, the, um, you know, the, uh, United empire, but now he has a faction in America all of a sudden. Cause like dudes come out and they're like with him or something, or I don't know what it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I do know that towards the end of his promo, a couple dudes come out. And uh, they're not angry. They're not happy at how he's besmirching the name of Strong. I think. Oh, that's uh, what it is. Okay, I'm sorry. I I, I yeah, zoned yeah. out on this and was yeah. like, what are the? I just have uh, dudes come out and he has yeah, a moment yeah. with TJP. So TJP. Yeah. It was TJP, and, and, Clark Connors, and one other dude. They're like, you're besmirching your name of Strong, and Will Osprey's like, I'm a giant dickhead. Yeah. But uh, having said that. The next match should have cheered me up, but it ended up being a whole shitload of fucking nothing. It's <laughs> it's the Good Brothers versus Moxley and Mystery Opponent. Am I disappointed by the Mystery Opponent? Hell no. It's Yuji Nagata. I like yeah. Yuji Nagata. That was fucking cool. For some reason, there's fireworks in the background. I don't know what that's about. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> But uh, I, I was hoping this would cheer me up after uh, Arsenal got got uh, on my all over my TV. But it was this felt really short, and Good Brothers just win easily. The end. Pinning a garner. They start a promo. Their mics aren't working for some reason, and then the Gorillas of Destiny come out, and I'm just like, I want to see Gorillas of Destiny kill these two, uh, especially Tamasanga. Uh, so I know you you probably don't really give a fuck about that match, but I'd like to see it, and they tease it right here. So, uh, yeah, and hey, uh, I know how you feel about Gorillas of Destiny. You can just think to yourself, do you want them in your country or in Japan? So think, think wise <laughs> before you answer that. Uh, so I thought this was kind of much ado about nothing, really. Uh, move on. Like, what do you think? 
Well, there's a lot here, but there's also nothing here. It's weird. Um, yeah, you know, Yuji Nagata looks normal sized in the ring compared to all these like WWE size guys, and that's interesting to me because he's usually gigantic in uh, in New Japan, and yeah, kind of shows you how size differences are things. And um, you know, we did get the Japanese commentators getting to call a gunstone, which they haven't been able to do for a long time, which was awesome. That made me happy. Um, and um, I just this this is interesting because everyone on Twitter and maybe even you, Luke, were like, oh, New Japan doesn't understand the heel face dynamic with Bullet Club. They don't get it. And, and the crowd was confused with the next match, which is what we're going to talk about. But they're not because the G.O.D., who is in Bullet Club, come out as the faces to beat up the heels, the good brothers. So they know they know that. Bullet Club's going to be faced in the United States. So I, that's yeah. why every, everyone's tweets about this next match were confusing to me because I was like, they, they totally understand that, you know. But, um, yeah, this match, I don't care. I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, John Moxley went from a fucking singles awesome match, you know, that could have been versus Tanahashi to this. He was kind of a non-factor, and that's your big star. Again, you know, just like Tom Lawler. It's kind of just buried on the card somewhere, you know, but whatever. Yeah. All right. So I want, I want you to just realize, Mr. Andy, at this point, uh, I wasn't happy to see douchebag McGee. And also that match I just watched was much ado about <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so I still haven't been fucking cheered up. All right. So I'm still in my kind of like, <clears throat> Now, is this match good? Yes, it is. I, I think I prefer the match they had previously, which is odd because Jay White lost that. But, uh, you know, I, I can't shit on the two blokes. They put on a good match, and that's fine. But at this point, I was still just like, fuck that guy, really? Like, just fuck that guy. And that match, what the fuck was that? It's like, why did he, why would Moxley even come here? He should have just been home with his new kid or something. Like, what the fuck? But there's still some things to be to like in this match. Look, I like seeing Jay just like dump David Finley on the outside. Uh, Jay Wright does my favorite urinagi, and you did uh, correct my spelling on the word urinagi, so I do do appreciate. It. I think you've done that before too, by the way. Well, oh, you asked. I you just never learned. Yeah, I did. I did. And, uh, yeah, look, uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Uh, it never really got me out of my funk, but, like, I also heard these kind of stupid rumors on the Tweety that David Finley, for some odd reason, wants to go to NXT. And I'm like, are you under 30? Are you over six feet? I Do you fit their new criteria? I don't know. He's a legacy. But, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they do love their fucking legacies, don't they? Uh, yeah, so uh, it, look, uh, Blade, Blade run on uh, David Finley, so at least uh, the, the right guy I wanted to win wins. And something that gets me really hyped because I've seen these guys wrestle before 
It's fucking amazing, and I want it again. Ishii comes out, and Jay's just like, are you serious? I beat you. Get the fuck out of here. You're not... You, what? No, you don't get a title shot. Get out of here. But it's, uh, you know, that it's definitely leading to more Jay versus Ishii down the line, which will be fucking cool. And, uh, yeah, I also thought the crowd was booing David Finley, like booing him. So I felt like if they're booing him, he should probably work a little more heel. And I don't think he did. Well, I love this match. I thought it was awesome. Um, to nice. me, like, you know, I, I thought it was like classic fucking Jay White shit. It reminded me of their other match that was really good. Uh, the crowd was solidly behind Jay White. So, of course, they're oh, yeah. booing Finley. You know, I, I didn't I wasn't confused by the heel face dynamic, which everyone else seemed to be confused by it. And and people were saying that the crowd booing Finley took away from the match. You, you said that I found that to be the opposite of the case. I thought that Finley leaned into that. He started making mean faces. He started beating up Jay. There's long heat sections where he's just beating up Jay. So I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what, like, dude. I'm probably going to need to watch this match again, and I probably should. Well, I mean, I could yeah. be wrong, you know, too. I mean, that's that's. I yeah, mean, I was. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I was just. Uh, you know, like you said, the last match was nothing. Um, and then this one just kind of, you know, as soon as Jay started rolling out of the ring and doing his heel shit, he fucking tried to uh, suplex Finley off the apron to the floor. And then Finley's like, well, I'll slam you onto the apron myself. And then Jay suplexes him out of the ring. <laughs> so that shit was awesome. Yeah. I fucking love that. Um, we and and something else happened in this match that was really important that we hadn't seen yet in the night, and that is we get our first chump pump of the night. Thank goodness, because I was really worried. I'm like, we're we're getting towards the end of the show, and we haven't had one chump pump. This isn't New Japan, you know. So we finally get a chump pump here. They trade low blows, which is fun, and the crowd is very very much involved in this. They're going nuts. And Finley just goes full heel and starts hitting Jay's moves, which is awesome. So I don't know. That's what I saw. Um, he goes for his five moves of doom. Uh, Blade Runner out of nowhere right in the middle of that. And, um, you know, Jay wins, and it's awesome. And like you said, Ishii's coming out. I kind of had forgotten about that. So we're going to get more of that in front of American crowds that are being – that you know, those – that match might have been recorded. So. Yeah, they're going to get nuts for that match, as they should, yes. because when I eventually see it, I'm also going to go nuts for that match. And now, look, uh, we're going to go to our uh, main event, which is uh, Lance Archer versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And uh, all I have to say about this match is uh, I saw John Moxley just sitting there next to the United States title. And I instantly knew for sure. Oh, look, I, I had a strong feeling that Tano was probably winning this anyway, because you know I've been predicting this for a while. But I, I still would would have liked some tension and stuff, and uh, I would have preferred Moxley to come out after this match or towards the end or something like that to be like, oh, I'm checking this out, by the way. Instead, you see him at the start of this match, and I'm just like, yeah, Lance is losing, and uh, it telegraphed his loss to me. Is the match good? And, well, it depends on your mileage. I didn't mind it. Yes, Lance Archer dominates, and it's uh, Tanahashi selling. 
and trying to uh, recover from all the punishment that Lance Archer is giving him. But all the tension is gone for me because Moxley is right there. So I always knew, like, no matter what Lance Archer did to him, I'm like, Tanner's winning this, Tanner's winning this. It takes, like, three high fly flows. And I know you're not happy about that. But uh, uh, Tanahashi eventually wins, and he has a title to go with his robe that he has been wearing for, like, the last year, which I said looked like it was preparing him for the United States title, like, a year ago. So <laughs> maybe this was supposed to happen a year ago. I don't know. Probably, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then uh, Archer cuts it cuts a respect, respect, respect promo and said uh, you've got to come and fight in AEW and if you come to AEW, you've got to fight me first. And then uh, Tanner poses, he does his typical uh, air guitar kind of ending and I'm just like are you going to give him a death rider or something? Like are you coming out, Marks? No, you, you've yeah. you fucking gone. Like why were you there then? Why were you there and doing do, doing nothing, just chilling out next to that title? What? Why? You should have just come out and hit Tanner. Like, what's going on? So yeah, yeah. Well, they got you wondering, I guess. You know, so <laughs> didn't get me. Wrong. I I know they've been leading. I know they want to do Tanner Hasu versus Moxley. I've known that since Moxley started doing New Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um. I like this match. I honestly yeah. didn't notice until I saw people tweeting about it that Moxley was sitting by commentary. I didn't. I guess I like went and peed or something, or I was writing notes. I didn't see that. Um, but it's it's weird. Okay, so in a show where we've had the same finish twice, it's weird that we kind of have the same match twice a little bit. The big mm. man, little man match. Like why? What? Um, but at yeah. the same time, this is a much more Western style version of that. Whereas the Ishii uh, Moose match was like a strong style New Japan version. So, um, but you know, I mean, it's Tanahashi selling his fucking ass off doing what he does. It's it's great does, stuff. He, it was really he's good. awesome in this. Um, we Archer puts a chair in the corner and gets sent through it. You know. Now, you said that I didn't like the three high fly flows. That's not what I didn't like. What I liked, what I didn't like was after three high fly flows, Tanahashi's bloody on the face and, you know, and he's he's selling this win. I mean, he just went through hell. Here comes Archer acting like nothing happened. Just like, hey, man, I really like you. You know, we should wrestle again. Like, here we, you know, see you later, and just walks yeah, along. That's right. Like that's nothing right. happened. You just took three high fly flows from the fucking ace of the universe. He came from the heavens to land on you, and you think you could just fucking walk around and talk in the mic like, see you later, handshake, goodbye. You can't, and not, <laughs> not even wince. Tanahashi's leaning over while he's d- doing that, like selling the battle he's been through. Fuck off, Lance Archer. I love Lance Archer. Why the hell do you do that? I hope he gets shit for that because that was fucked up, dude. That's like the kind of thing a trainee does, and they beat the shit out of him, you know, for it, which they shouldn't, but they do. You know, so it's, it's messed up. So that's resurgence. Um, we we, it's it's very strange that we now have like like all these stories going on, and there was so much packed into the show that was like stuff that would have been spread out over a year in New Japan. 
I think that that's maybe as we've been talking about this, you you might be right in kind of what you were saying, Luke, that this might be stuff that was all supposed to happen last year that's just kind of getting squeezed in, you know, to one show basically to catch us up yeah. so we can now have this tour and have, you know, the next like three, four months of strong be in front of crowds, you know, get try to get people excited and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there's lots of people excited about everything that happened on the show. We're not, so. and we're going to tell you what we think and <laughs> and that's it. You know, I'm, I'm interested to hear what Ian has to say about it, but what, what are your final thoughts on resurgence and what it means and all that? Um, it's a mixed bag for me. Like, uh, I, I want, I want Mr. J White to be in Japan. Like, I know yeah. that's kind of selfish. I don't know. We live in a very weird era and stuff, but like, I know you can tell me there's like this forbidden door and Jay White can wrestle all these awesome guys. And I know he could, but part of me is just like, you know what? I'd rather him have another match with Naito or, um, you know, maybe I have I seen him wrestle Shingo? I don't think I have. Maybe I'd like to see him wrestle Shingo. Yeah, I, I, I like my I like my Jay White in Japan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, well, well to, to your point a little bit, you know, I think that one thing we did learn in this show and maybe, you know, it, it didn't come across for you. And I get that. That's not a problem for me. Uh, you know, I mean, it's maybe just something that happened in my mind. But like. This is the first time I've ever seen Jay White be Jay White in America in yeah. the ring. You know what I mean? So, like, that gave me some hope that, like, okay, well, when he does an Ishii match, you know, in in America, it's going to be fucking New Japan's shit. It's not going to be. they're going to blow some, their minds, man. Like, yeah, it's not going to be Impact's, like, version of New Japan. So, like, that's man. what I was worried about. And so that's one good thing because I was really concerned that Jay White just wouldn't translate. And I think he really did. Now, again, there's a lot of people that were confused. So I guess he didn't, I don't know. You know, it, it's maybe people don't understand what his character is, that he's like this Memphis strong style heel. Maybe they don't get that. I don't know. Well, we'll definitely find out. Look, I, I thought it was a bit of a hodgepodge, the show. There's things I really liked in it. And there's things I absolutely fucking hated. So I don't know. Five <laughs> Me too. <buddy. laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go with uh, Super Junior Summer Struggle. And... Well, we got to hear what Ian had to oh, say yeah. about Resurgence yes, yes, yes. first. So, um, so here we go. Let's hear what Ian had to say. Um, I won't tell you what the file name of this is, but maybe he will. We'll see what this says here. Hi, Luke and Andy. Thought I'd write in with some supplemental thoughts after seeing Resurgence because a lot happened on that show, including some things that really impact New Japan Strong. I'm going to handle this in two parts, first as a viewer and fan of Strong who wants to see it succeed, and then something a little more personal. As a viewer of the show, Resurgence was excellent news for New Japan Strong. Strong talent largely made up the undercard, but they had some good matches and great reactions. They're building heavily to Rossa versus Narita, and I think that's going to be a great match. And Team Filthy finally looked like an actual proper stable with the addition of the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Yuya Amura following the paths of Shibata was excellent. Further up the card, it was good to see callbacks to a lot of talent who've spent time in New Japan Strong, especially the parts with Moxley and Nagata versus the Good Brothers, and I'm really into the idea of a G.O.D. versus Good Brothers match. 
and from a business point of view, the addition of a well-known recent IWGP World Heavyweight Champion to the strong ranks will get a lot more eyes on the product, especially as he's just ruled himself out of appearing in the G1, but considers himself in line for a title shot. As a business move, it makes all the sense in the world. From a personal standpoint, and I want to stress that I don't swear into microphones unless I really mean it, fuck Will Ospreay. I don't want to hear him, I don't want to see him, I don't want him round wrestling at all. He is exceptionally talented. Of all the wrestlers I don't want to watch, he is by far the most talented. But he's also poisonous to the industry in ways that were killing the British wrestling scene even before WWE showed up. I'll stress that his presence isn't a deal-breaker in the way that some people would be. If New Japan Strong was putting Marty Skrull on the screen, for example, you'd have to find someone else to review it for you. But while Osprey's presence will bring attention to New Japan's secondary brand, it will do so by lessening my interest, which is a shame as Resurgence showed just how good some of those guys are. Thanks, guys. And until next time, fuck Will Ospreay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> he, he doesn't swear that much. And then uh, when he finally brought it out, he made it count. Like, uh, kudos to you, Mr. Mister Ian. Yeah. Absolutely. And and he made some great points. You know, uh, I don't get the whole Tom Lawler thing, but he seems to get it. And so, like, that's, hey, man. You know, I think we're, he, in, we're in the Fox Mulder camp. You and, you and I want to believe. And uh, we should have yeah. seen a title match, which should have shown us why we should believe. Yeah, but, uh, I think that's right. But he's right that this is all good news for Strong. It's just, you know, he's also right about all the other stuff that he said. And there was supposedly some rumor that, like, Marty Skrull was backstage at one of the Strong tapings a long time ago. And uh, he did not appear. And thank goodness, because, man fuck him too you know what i mean like these guys are bad guys just look into it and you'll find out that it's true and mm -hmm. uh so you know they're bad for wrestling like he said and gotta get these people out of life somehow i know they're everywhere but fuck yeah <laughs> uh, someone on the tweet he said he he, he felt a, a, a little guilty like still following new japan even though he felt so strong yet will Ospreay. i said look dude there's going to be an arsehole with his finger in everything you love. Uh, you might not know it, but, you know, like, hey, I love me some old Quentin Tarantino movies. Well, guess who produced those fucking things, right? Yeah, exactly. You know. The clerks, so, you know, and, and all yeah. the, every Miramax movie pretty much, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. you know. What do you do, man? Like, what the fuck do you do? Uh, so, uh. There's there's a douchebag involved. Unfortunately for everyone on Earth, there is probably a douchebag involved in pretty much everything you've ever yeah. liked, and it fucking sucks. I'm sorry, I'm chuckling, but you gotta laugh, man. You just go nuts. And speaking of nuts, all right. So the card for Super Junior Super Struggle. This is at these shows are Corican, of course. They're all they almost always are, but uh, <clears throat> the cards have changed. Uh, because of uh, some COVIDs and stuff, uh, Dick Togo and uh, Gato won't be wrestling tonight, which means 
Dick Togo and Gato versus the Ass Masters, a match I was actually looking forward to because I thought that would have been super funny, isn't happening. So the Ass Masters get the two points, and uh, the Bullet Club Dags uh, they uh, they forfeit. So what we get instead is Ass Masters, that's uh, Roeski Zaguchi and Master Wato versus GBH, Tomowaki Homa and Togi Makabe. And here's my notes, Mr. Andy. Okay, so Gato and Togo have to forfeit and the Ass Masters get two points. And then they lose to GBH. Why? What the fuck was that? What was that? <laughs> Are you telling me that Tomowaki Homa and Togi Makabe would lose something if Taguchi pinned them or Wato pinned them? What are they doing in New Japan right now? Fucking nothing. Why couldn't they? One of the, why couldn't one of the Ass Masters win this match? Why was this? Why? 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 Luke, there's a real good chance that Makabe and Hama have never been pinned by a junior. So if that's the case, that's why this happened. And that's dumb, I know, but you know, I just <laughs> this match is so weird. <laughs> it's fucking insulting to the fucking tournament that we're watching! Yeah. Two fucking heavyweights beat two guys that got two points. Guess what? Show and Yo got fucking what? GBH Got fucking more points than Dick Togo and Gato in the fucking tournament. This tournament sucks. <laughs> COVID's ruining everything, Luke. It's How the fuck the way it is. did this match happen with this finish? It is fucking ridiculous dumb. And it really hurt my brain. And it's awful. It's stank. It, it is the ultimate stank of on earth. I hated that. I hated it. I was just like, why would you bury the two people who are in a tournament right now? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you bury them? Like, what are you doing? Eat your fucking burgers and have wine with great babe. You fuck. What the hell was that? That's bullshit. Sorry, that hurt my brain. And it hey, a junior losing to a heavyweight isn't burying them, but I mean, I know what you're saying. It's it's just they're in a the tournament thing. right now. You yeah, they're in a tournament like... right now. So... It's within I mean, the tournament. No, do you need to make them look like chumpy stank nuggets? No, you don't. It's... <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I was just like, is that for real? That 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 that's for real, isn't it? And I'm just like, oh. I don't even know who to- who Togi Makabe pinned. Was- who cares? He pinned Wado. He pinned Wado. Of course. Pin the up-and-comer that has fucking, like, lots to do in his career. And, you know, yeah. All right, next match. We've got Suzuki and the Tekkers with Doki. Well, hang on. I didn't get- oh, did I you want to talk about anything. that match? Well, I just want to make the point that GBH now has two points in in the uh, you know um, uh, the tournament here, so the Super Juniors Tag League. So that's that's a big move. I mean, we didn't know that a heavyweight team could just come in the tournament and get two <laughs> points, but they did. And in a loss, the <laughs> Ass Masters get two points. So 
That's a thing. They lose and they get two points. Yeah. Also, <laughs> all right, Miss Andy, we have seen quite a few wrestlers move from the junior division to the heavyweight division. Has the reverse ever happened? Oh, man. I don't know. It, it seems like that that has to have happened at some point, but I don't you know. You know what? I've lost weight. I'm wrestling juniors now. <laughs> I would love that. That's fucking amazing. Um, I just, there's this guy, I just read about this guy that was, he, he was one of like, Julius Caesar's guys in ancient Rome. I know I'm going to bore you with this, but this is pretty funny. And like in, in ancient Rome, you were born a patrician, which meant that you were like part of the ruling class basically, or you were, you know, the, the other kind and uh, like a plebeian. And so plebeians couldn't run for certain offices and the, the inverse was correct as well. So like if you were a patrician, you couldn't run for this very powerful office called tribune of the plebs which this character would have uh, this, this office had like veto power over the Senate, right? So very powerful, but it was like this, you know, one thing. So this guy named Clodius, he had Caesar and all his buddies, like basically let him like be um, adopted by a plebeian man. And this happened all the time in Rome where adults would adopt each other. It's fucking weird. So that then that person could move up in class. This guy moved down in class. <laughs> So that he could get that that position and then like basically, you know, took over Rome as like this this crime boss type guy. Um, he is really interesting and they need to make a a movie about this guy because this also this guy also got caught um dressed in drag at Caesar's house trying to bang his wife, and that's a whole other story. This guy is awesome. Um, Clodius, great, great character. This might be a, a really – I know you said Clodius, but this might yep. be a really dumb question, and I'm pretty sure you would. Have you seen I, Claudius? Say it again, Lou. Have you seen I, Claudius? Yes, I have it on uh, uh, DVD. And I have it's, a it's, you have seen that. It's a tough watch, and I, I, I'm I'm through most of it. But like, I'm actually like, I started watching it. I bought it during the pandemic, kind of, and I was like, oh, this is supposed to be the best thing ever. And I start watching it, and the volume is so low on the DVD copy I have. I have a really hard time watching it, and there's no subtitles, so it's difficult. So I was like, well, I need to become more familiar with the story and these characters before I watch this. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now, learning more about Augustus and his like, you know, descendants and how that all worked. And it, one of the most wild things about the ancient Romans is that like all of their emperors, almost all of them didn't like give the, the crown to their son because they didn't have any sons. It's fucking weird. Like all, like all of Augustus's heirs were killed or died and it is a shit show. And it's the same way with almost every emperor. Whereas like, you know, places like England have been passing down the crown for a thousand years or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's just wild. Mm. Don't ask wow. me about stuff like that. It's going to be a long episode. I didn't. I was talking about fucking ass masters versus TVH. <laughs> but then you asked I, me about I, Claudius. What it, have you watched it? I... I yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, I remember liking it. It's probably due for a rewatch. I don't think Charity's seen it. I think she'd get a kick out of it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, awesome. it, you know, the cast is fucking mind-blowing. Patrick Stewart's in that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he had, 
fucking what's his name? Sir Derek Jacobi. It's just it's just amazing. Uh, and you're like, who? Uh, shut up. All right. It's so like, well, and it's like this cross between a stage play and like a movie. It's like a teleplay. Kind yeah, of. yeah. So they're always yeah. in. They're always inside. You know, like, like the kind entire of Shakespearean kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So it was probably low budget. It's a BBC production. That's why. Yes. Uh, it's, all right, so let's do it. We've yeah, got sorry. Suzuki and the Tigers <laughs> versus with Doki versus Goto Yoshihashi, Mr. Bread, and Hiroshi Tenzan. And uh, I'm gonna admit it. Okay, this is super fun, and I loved seeing Suzuki and Kojima mixing it up. I wanted more, a lot more. Please, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or Hey, uh, if someone in the New Japan Pro Wrestling Indian division is listening to this, uh, please tell the <laughs> Japanese division that I would really appreciate seeing Minoru Suzuki versus uh, Satoshi Kojima in a future show. Please and thank you. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is fun stuff. Uh, it's also building to the upcoming tag title match. Uh, it's actually a triple threat. It's supposed to be uh, the Dream Team, which is Naito and Sonata. Uh, Sanata, Sanada, uh, as well as Yoshihashi and Goto versus Dangerous Tickers. But uh, LIJ is uh, having a holiday at the moment, unfortunately. So, uh, man, the only time they could get a day off, they had to get COVID. Like, those motherfuckers work hard. They work hard, LIJ. I think they're the hardest working faction in New Japan, bar none. And I'm not saying anyone else in New Japan doesn't work hard, but they don't get nights off. They're yeah, all get... <clears throat> oh, <yeah>. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this match is fun. It's building those tag titles, uh, that, those ta- that tag title match. And, of course, I guess you've got to keep Yoshihashi and Goto busy now since uh, Ishii fucked off to America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yoshihashi and uh, Goto do their double-team thingy, and they pin Doki. I have no notes on this match. I have my notes say, who cares? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> these were, these shows were very underwhelming compared to like what it all, like resurgence was packed with all this shit. I'll tell you what, so- resurgence might've been a mixed bag for us, but I think we got more enjoyment watching that than these two shows. I'm sorry. Yes. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk something big happens on the show, of course, but these mm-hmm. matches are just kind of more of the same stuff, and it's like, okay. All right, our next match is uh, Kazushiko Okada and Toriyanu versus Jado and Chase Owens. And I'm like, why is this match a match? Okada could beat these two losers by himself. How do I know this? Well, remember the time he beat Gato and Yujiro at the same time? Well, yeah. Chase and Jado are pretty much on the same fucking playing field. Like, Okada should beat these two motherfuckers in, like, five minutes. Remember that handicap match, dude? Do you remember that pain? Do you remember (laughs) that feud? Do you remember that? It was amazingly bad. But... uh, (laughs) You know what's going on here, Luke? You know, it's it's the... We've been watching everything that New Japan put out pretty much for the past, like, year and a half, two years. I mean, forever, for a long time before that. But now even more than ever, and we're finally getting tired and like of the like excuse of they're just trying to do their best. 
you know, which it, they are. And I mean, they only have so many guys. Everybody sits, you know, they're doing their best with the stuff. And so yeah. it's like I, it's that, odd that to be like, angry at him, isn't it? But, but, but after a year and a half of it, it's much easier to be angry. That's what's going on here. It's kind of wearing off. Why can't I kind of win this in five seconds? This is bullshit. <laughs> Jato, it tastes Fucking, there's this one point. I love this one moment. It, it fucking made me laugh so hard. Uh, Chase wants a timeout, and then he sticks his hand out wanting to shake Yano or Okada's hand. And Okada has this look on his face. It's like, ew, no gross. Ew. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it just fucking cracked <laughs> me up. Because <laughs> it, it was just so funny. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I can't. Who won, <laughs> who won this match? Money Clip oh, on Jado. Yes, Money Clip on Jado. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know why Chase Owens bothers trying to win the polls. It's not happening. We're getting an I quit no. match. So fuck you. You get you're getting the match that you quit on to have a strap match, which was the first idea you had the last time, Chase Owens. Chase Owens versus Yano last year. Uh Yano, I'll have a strap match. Chase Owens versus Yano 2021. Duh, I'll have a strap match. You did that already. There's other matches. Man, you're ang- you're angry at everything. It's awesome. I love it. So uh, this uh, <laughs> these next two matches were tournament matches, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about it. Oh shit. Yeah, I didn't think you'd have notes about that one either. We got Flying Tigers versus uh, the uh, Bullet Club Cuties. That's El Fantasmo and Shredder, and. Uh, <clears throat> Now, if the Tigers win this match, they win the whole tourney. Uh, so uh, I guess that's going to tell you what's going to happen in this match. That's fine. Uh, but it hurt my brain because, all right, Robbie Eagles, what is he? Oh, he's the, he's the junior he's the junior heavyweight champion. All right, cool. So uh, he's he's top junior, right? Yep, yep. All right, got got it. Right. What are what are the the BC cuties? Uh, are they the they the tag, they're the tag, cha- the tag champs. Yeah, how much mm-hmm. gold is in that match? There's three golds. Why isn't this the main event? And then you find out why because <laughs> there's a fucking big reason why the next match is not the main event. But at the time, I'm going, this is bullshit. There's three titles in this match, and it it, it really angered me. But then the last match happened, and uh, forget anything I just said, really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, now uh. This match is, I, I, just, I thought it was a great time. Robbie tries to get uh, ELP to hit Shredder a couple times, which is funny. Then there's, uh, then, then he manages to do this double team stuff on them. Like, and then we get this amazing sequence. It's just amazing. I just, I'm just sitting there with a big smile on my face because Robbie Eagles and El Fantasmo have all of the chemistry. And I'm just like, all right, uh, Fuck this tournament. Can we just have these two have a singles match, please? Like, or give me that. Like, I don't care about that tournament anymore. Just that shit is off the charts. Man, they were made to wrestle each other, and I, I want to see more. Uh, Tiger's great here, too. Uh, I think he had to do more in this match because the team was losing, of course. So, you know, 
<laughs> I guess to do more. Uh, he and Nishimori are great, though. Uh, we even get a fucking tombstone by Tiger. And then there's uh, uh, a sudden death to Tiger. But uh, Robbie saves the pin. But uh, uh, Al takes Robbie out or holds him back. And there's a, a, a yes lock on Tiger Mask. And he taps out. So Bullet Club Cuties on eight. Flying Tigers on six. I thought this match was great. What do you think? It's fantastic. I mean, yes. you know, ELP and Eagles are just magic together as usual. I did notice that Ref Chumpy did not check Bullet Club's nails before the match, which was <laughs> very disappointing. He's too distracted by chumping around or whatever he does, you know, trying to learn how to drive or whatever the deal get is. Get up but, off um, your seat and jump around, jump around, jump up, jump <laughs> up, get down. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh oh, that could be a thing. <laughs> we have to jump around. Jump around. Jump. That is jump, tremendous. Jump. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, there's a weird part too here. Like at the end, I don't know if this is a, a coincidence or not, but have you noticed the ELP that sometimes his finishes are weird? Like sometimes yeah. they're, they're like. You know what I mean? Like he's having problems. Like there's something going on there. Like maybe there's a story. Maybe this is just something coincidence. But like this is a weird finish because it's like he he hits sudden death the tiger mask and it seems like a three count, but Robbie breaks it up, and ELP was the one pinning, but he wasn't legal. But Chumpy accounted it. Chumpy, so what is Chumpy, dude? Like yeah, I think Chumpy fucked up there, um, or ELP did. And- and, and Barry Chumpy, so I don't know, because Chumpy's like, well, uh, I don't know what to do here, you know, but um, anyway, oh, that was weird, and that's not the last or first time that we were going to see a weird finish in, a, in an ELP match, so I don't know what's going on with that, you know, remember the remember the Taguchi throwing in the towel thing, it's just one time, you know what I mean, and yeah. there's been some, like, high-profile type finishes that just looked weird, but I don't know, maybe there's something to that, I don't know. Maybe maybe El Fantasma is just trying to do some new things, just trying to kind of, I don't know, keep himself interested by mixing it up and stuff. And sometimes it works and we don't notice. And sometimes it's a little weird and we're like, hey, that's a little weird. Yes. I mean, yeah. maybe that's a nice way of saying maybe he's trying to do too much. I guess so. But all I have to say about that is get up off your seat and chomp around. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> All right, so we have our main event, which uh, about 25 minutes ago angered me that this was the main event, but uh, by that time the match finished, I was just like, oh, yeah, well, this had to make be main event. Uh, so Show and Yo versus El Desperado and Kanemaru. What did you think, Mr. Andy? Because I'm pretty sure this was an awesome match, but I just want to talk about what happens. Okay, so, yeah, the match itself, it's like a hot start. We're probably 3K. Mm. They're like, we, we're fucking going to win a match. We're fucking going to do it. They get cut off right away, though. And Yo is, like, constantly being bailed out by show. Like, I mean, the whole fucking match, he's getting They're bailed out by his show. legs over the whole time, too. Yeah. Yep. Show gets in. He works Kanemaru's arm a little bit. And Chaos sets up for a big finish. But Yo's leg causes him to let show down again uh numero dos and uh this is kind of where what you want to talk about happens so what what happened here? oh my god 
Show gets in the ring, and you think he's about to like stomp on a desperado and stop the move, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it, fuck him out. And I think uh, El Desperado and uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru have looks on their face, and they're like, are you serious? And he's like, yep, go on. And like, okay. So they kick his fucking ass. They <laughs> 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 put him through all sorts of moves. And Shosh was like, just get your fucking two points. Like, get, get out of here. So uh, Pinche Loco, I think it was, to, to end it all, something like that. Or he, yeah. Goes fuck. He, 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 Katamaro, El Desperado win, uh, which, uh, you know, is uh, awesome. Uh, show comes up to him, and uh, thanks to Chris Charlton, who translated here, uh, Show says something to the effect of, you've got your two points, get out, which I think is fucking, like, stone cold fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> he's just fucking cold. He looks like a killer, right? Show right now. And then Show puts him in the... It's a high voltage or... What, the shock arrow. The shock, shock arrow, arrow yeah. driver and leaves Yo lying. Now, I thought this moment was awesome. I felt it had a huge weight to it because it's against two people of the caliber of Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. And then... My brain went into overdrive. I, I do believe I was not sober at the time too, Miss Nandy, because uh, I remember asking you that night, hey, dude, did they even have a disinfectant time that night? And you're like, uh, we've been talking through it the whole time. They've just come back. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> but I, I wasn't sure if that was still affecting my brain when I was, went into overdrive. I was like, all right. Dick Togo and Gato are out because of COVID worries, which made me think this was supposed to happen the next night because the next night was supposed to be showing you versus Dick Togo and Gato. And I like that it happened tonight more. Um, no offense to Gato or Dick Togo, but they're a bit more um, fun, kind of heelish, jokey characters, if that makes sense. Whereas I feel like El Desperado and Kanemaro were like uh, more, I don't know, it just felt weightier, just felt better that this turn would happen in a match with those two rather than uh, uh, a couple of uh, uh, silly guys like uh, the Bullet Club guys. What did you think? Yeah, you're right. And, you know, it, it's funny you, you came up with your own idea and then shot it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that um you're you know, you're this is like perfect storytelling because you know Desperado was the one just like a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever that was like, Hey show, what are you doing with this guy? He fucking sucks. You're pretty good. What's the deal? You know, and so of course it would be these guys. Now we don't know yet what's gonna happen with with show is he joining a faction? Is chaos kicking yo out? We don't know any of that yet. So we really hope that show joins United Empire or Suzuki Goon, but I mean Suzuki Goon's got so many people in it. Maybe yeah. we're seeing that Suzuki Goon is going to split up now, and you know that could be the case because I don't know. There's been talk of other stuff, and we'll see what happens. But 
the whole thing with this is show's face. All right. Show makes this face and I will definitely be attaching this picture to the tweet um, that I send the episode out with and all that stuff. So, and it's just show show has his face and it's the, I don't care. It's that, it's that face. It's, it's, I don't care. I don't care about you. You know, it's, and it's fucking amazing. So if he's always making that face, I'm all in on show heel show. So, I love this. We've been waiting for something to happen with this for like eight months longer. Yeah. I don't know. This felt like something that was supposed to happen a long time ago. Too. A year ago. <laughs> yeah, but but here we are. Uh, we're finally there. And uh, I'm happy. And I, I want to see what happens. I I love it. Um, I, I can't wait to see what happens next. My theory, I think a lot of people's theories, because I think it just makes a lot of sense to most people is the show's going to the Empire. Empire does not have a junior. And whilst Aaron Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and that guy are not in Japan, Grand Khan needs to fucking wrestle, man. Like, you can't just keep him on the shelf. Like, that's a waste of, of perfectly good talent. Am I wrong? No. No, Grand Khan's awesome. So you need someone to tag with, for him to tag with, and show's perfect. I, I, I'd, I'd love it. Yeah, why not? Uh, having said that, though, if it turns out that he goes to Suzuki Goon, I'm just like, tag with Doki. It's going to be fucking awesome. Please let me see that. It would be rad. Yeah. By the way, if Heel Show has new gear, he should cover himself up completely. Like, he should, like, you know what I mean? He should have, like, a shirt that he wears and stuff. <laughs> I think that would be fun. <laughs> he should have a crop top, and then he tears it off, and there's another crop top under it. Yes. Well, my point is, is that like, you know, like Tanahashi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tanahashi has, you know, shows everybody's abs and all the baby faces have, you know, are like, oh, look at my my abs and everything. Well, he covers them up. You can't see him. You know, you don't get to. Man, hey, if uh, you, we're, we're all lucky because uh, if he could get away with it, you know what Taguchi would be posing with. He'd be fucking like, hey, I'm Ryusuke Taguchi, and uh, here's my bum. There you go. Yeah. Check it out. It's a funky weapon. You go check the funk levels on this. All right. So let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. We're under our third show. It is uh, the next night, I guess, or the final night of Super Junior Summer Struggle in winter. It's winter in Australia. And speaking of the great Okan. Holy shit, I am so happy to see the Great Okan. I'm not yeah. happy that the reason that we're seeing him is because so many guys have COVID scares or have COVID, but man, I am glad to see him because he is there by himself. United Empire, my balls. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> fucking just take just call Should him Empire, that. man. Just like Yeah, just yeah. call him Empire. <laughs> just call him the Empire. The Empire. Done. Right? Don't worry about the United business. Don't worry about that. Uh, maybe when COVID's over, bring that bring that back. But yes, we got Great Okan versus Tomoaki Honma. And I thought this was fine stuff. I thought Okan knows how to work with Honma without making him look too much like a chump, which is uh, what I liked. I still have that Sonata match in my mind, I guess, when Sonata's just <laughs> You know what? I'm going to humiliate this motherfucker. I'm just like, oh, that's, that's kind of mean. <laughs> Thomas, 
kind of adorable. Why would you do that to him? Like, how dare you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> when someone can work with Honma, it immediately makes Honma matches more fun, which is what this was to me. It was it was fun. I knew Okada was winning, and I'm glad he did. I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. So uh, Dominator to uh, Honma and Greater Khan wins. I thought it was fun. Fine. I'm just watching Han uh, uh, Okan's little hat on the ring post. I just can't take my eyes off it. I just I don't know why. Um, I think can't it's so take funny. my eyes off of your hat. Yeah. All yeah. right. So uh, you, have you seen you seen Deer Hunter? Have we talked about this before? I haven't seen Deer Hunter for a long time, but I have seen it. Yes. <laughs> That's like immediately thinking of Deer Hunter when I hear that song. Anyway, Dude, um, what that just uh, that just reminds me of Russian Roulette, and I, I watched another movie with yes. Russian Roulette the, the other day. I watched uh, what was it? Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You're gonna tell me everything I want to know, and he puts like one bullet in the thing, spins it around. He goes, "You're gonna tell me, fuck you, bang," and then shoots a guy in the head. Oh, I thought it was fucking hilarious, but yes. Uh, after that match, we have the uh, good old hot team of Toriano and Togi Makabe, and they're fighting Yano and Chase. And Yano is Yano is getting his arm worked over by Yano, and then he kind of tricks Yano into doing the same thing to Chase. In fact, Yano, oh, sorry, sorry. In fact. Jano is so convinced that he's got Yano right there on the ropes that he holds, throws his hand up going, come on, crowd, cheer me. I'm going to fuck Yano up. And the crowd's going, yay, because they know he's really going to fuck Chase up. I thought, by the way, uh, I did I did start this this uh, match off by saying the hot match of Yano Makabe versus Jano and Chase, but this was super fun. <laughs> I have to admit. I it was. Fun. It was awesome, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so my next note was like you, you, you messaging me going, this is more fun than it has any right to be. Macabo, <laughs> Macabo, it says Macabo in my notes. That's why it said Macabo. I just read my notes verbatim. Uh, Macabo gets uh, all his shit in and uh, saves Yano from a kendo stick. There's a ref distraction, of course, and a fair play on Jado. For the three, and then uh, more strap crap by Chase, even though, dude, it's already 78% Yano. You've got no chance, dude. (laughs) By the way, I voted on my own Tweety account for Yano, and I noticed that we hadn't voted on the Never Open Pot account, so I just went ahead and voted for Yano. I know I did that the last time I voted for us last time as well, but I didn't think you'd mind. I never the, those votes always come out when I'm like asleep or something, so I never see them. And you're always like, "Did you vote?" And I'm like, "Oh, 100 percent." Because I think you're talking about the American election. I'm like, "Yes, oh, I absolutely did." And um, anyway, but uh, the <laughs> so this match, like you said, the arm shenanigans was really really funny. That and and it's interesting. I sent you this link to this really really weird thing, right? And it's called Choco Pro. And it's like this this like Joshi wrestler who was stuck in in her apartment or wherever. Um it, it's I don't know if it's an apartment or like a child's daycare center or something, but it she's stuck there and wanted her friends to be able to wrestle and stuff. So she's 
started this promotion and they wrestle on like a futon mattress. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like amazing. And it's like mixed with a children's show kind of. Um, I have a point. I swear to God. Um, what is my point? <laughs> but um, let's see here. Uh, it's this. Okay. My point was, is that a friend of mine, point, he, he mentioned that to me and told me that it has all these things in common with like Charlie Chaplin, like silent films. And I think that's like a big point that we miss in wrestling is that like a lot of these hilarious comedy spots are like from the three stooges or from Charlie yeah. Chaplin or something like that. That was the point I was trying to make. And, uh, and so eloquently as I do. And um, I think that this match, that arm shenanigans, they do this deal where like they tease that they're going to. And, uh, you know, it, we had um, uh, Makabe do the first rope Tanahashi tag in, which is disgusting. Stop doing that. But at one point, another like hilarious thing that these guys did that would work in a silent film is that later on in the match, both of the Bullet Club guys take some moves and they look like they're about to make a big comeback and they both do a flare bump. And it's just fucking huge pop, you know, from the crowd. It's yeah, Makabe is like, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... And, you know, it's just, again, I just want to make the point about silent film. Oh, one more thing about this, too, is that I do I did look up some grape ape facts because this match has grape ape's biggest fan in it, Makabe. He likes he's burgers. he's wearing the purple trunks, man. Yes, That's yeah, That's why of we're course. doing it now. Yeah, yeah. He, he likes grape ape and he likes burgers, and he likes to just sit there and look at grape ape and wish that he could eat as many burgers as grape ape. But um, well, grape ape doesn't grape have ape to facts. wrestle, so, you know, he doesn't have to work out and shit. So I looked up, it's true, yes. Crepe <laughs> Ape facts, um, this is our first one. It says, Crepe Ape is mostly Indica, crossbreed of Mendo skunk and original Afghani. What? <laughs> it shares its potency of with THC levels as high as 18 to 21%, which makes it a relatively strong, but not overpowering tool for treating pain Okay, that's not what I was expecting, but that's our first great big <laughs> fact of the of the week. There, there you go. Nice. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was yeah. I, I I didn't expect to have such a good time with this match, but I did. We're talking about it. So. Yeah, we're we're still talking. <laughs> but all right, here we go. This is the same match as the night before. But it gives me more of at least one thing I really fucking wanted. So here it is. It's uh, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, uh, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroki Tenzan versus Suzuki. Suzuki and Doki and the Takers. <laughs> yes. I, I, I knew I wrote it the right way the second time. I, I just forgot to do that for the first one. It doesn't matter. It, it works. All right. So it, it is the same match as last night, but there are differences because it gives me two full periods of what I want. And I want to see bread versus murder grandpa. I get quite a lot of it. It is awesome. I saw a bit of it last night. I saw heaps of it tonight. And I'm just like, Give him a singles match, please. Like, just do it. Like, do, please. I want I want to see them do the wrestles on each other. I really want it. Please do it for me right 
Now, put it on MetLife. It doesn't need to be the main event. I don't care. It could open the show, be middle of the show. I don't care. Just give them 15 minutes to kill each other. I love it. I love how Monaro Suzuki sells the machine gun chops. And I, I, I also <laughs> he looks think, angry. Yeah. I also think uh, Kojima puts a little bit of extra stank on some of his uh, moves <laughs> with Suzuki because Suzuki works a bit stiff and Kojima's no punk. You're going to give him a bit of stiff, he's going to go a little stiff back. So uh, I really, really like that. So uh, please, 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 please. Uh, we've got Suzuki Nagata. I would love to see those uh, uh, those two go at it. And uh, I'm sure there were other people in this match, uh, and I'm uh, sure they had a really good time. <laughs> but, Goto. Yeah. The end of the match is uh, Suzuki Goon doing something I love, and that's putting everyone else in submission holds. Uh, Do- Doki even has Yoshihashi in the Doki Chogi, and Zack Sabre Jr. taps out. Tenzan. Wow. Yeah. Um. Wait a second. He Zack Saber Jr. taps out. He tapped Tenzan out, didn't he? Oh, okay. All right. I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't happen. He um, taps out Tenzan. Unless he's. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. I was about to say. Um. This match. Okay. So let's see here. We got. Um. They also kill Goto, um, which is awesome. And this is like an old-fashioned <laughs> Suzuki Goon match, you know. It's just like they're, you know, doing their bullshit on the outside. And I thought that was refreshing and nice to see, you know. Um, I guess that will kind of depend on, you know, what town they're in, whether it's going to be that way going forward or whatever. But yeah. I guess they're always in Tokyo, so it doesn't matter. But um, I thought it was fun. You know, I it. It's didn't we watch the blow off match when Suzuki, you know, when Suzuki stole Kojima's army from him? Didn't we watch that like as a as a preview, as a, yeah. Recommend? yeah, as a recommend, yeah, you totally yeah, did. It was pretty, yeah, so um, this history goes way back. These guys don't like each other, and they they're Hell taking man. armies from each other. But I did something the other day. I tweeted out from our account um, a letter, and I, I translated it in Japanese. And it is a problem because <laughs> so I wrote to Mr. Bread and my question was like, it was like, dear Mr. Bread, you know, when did you first learn that you love bread and how can I be better at loving bread? You know, something like that. But when it translated to Japanese, it just says, dear bread. <laughs> I found that really funny because you called him bread earlier you were like oh, babel really let you down he liked it he didn't respond you know because he likes yeah. every tweet that mentions him by the way so if you want uh if you want a little boost in the middle of your day just tweet at kojima i, I tell you what he'll, he'll like it when you when you start tweeting wrestling and i don't i don't mean when you're in a podcast or anything just just being in involved with the tweety while wrestling shows are on if, there will be times where you get a like from a wrestler, and trust me, it, it blow it still blows my mind. I still get a big kick out of it, still be, get a bit of a grin. But Mr. Andy just called it. Some wrestlers just like everything that they fucking mention. <laughs> everything, 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 everything. Yeah. Hey, still makes me feel really good when they like it though, dudes. Don't like don't don't you worry. But even even still, like they're just like 
Uh, I skimmed half of that, but there's my name. Boom. Done. All right. <laughs> I'm awesome. I, I'm awesome at correspondence with my fans. Yeah. It's that hot. <laughs> I'm bored on the bus. It's more yeah. likely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. Did you, did you say stuff? Uh, you did say stuff about that match. All right. Let's get to it. We've got Ass Masters versus Flying Tigers. Flying Tigers need to win this to stay in the tourney. Otherwise, uh, they're out. And uh, if uh, listeners remember, I had that silly theory that Wato would be that one guy to pin the champ. Yeah. But all throughout this whole tournament, I forgot one thing. We already know who his next contender is, so I guess they don't want to make another contender yet because it's Hiromu, everyone. Even though Hiromu is clear to wrestle, by the way, uh, <laughs> he's just he's not doing anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I want to save him for the match. Like, wouldn't you want to ease him in with some tag preves or something? I don't know. I don't, or maybe they don't want to risk him getting injured again. Oh, God. That sounds depressing. But anyway, it is Ask Masters that is Reyes Kutaguchi and Master Wato. <laughs> this is uh, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles. This might be the last time we ever see Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask in a tag team together. I don't know if we'll see it again, but I will say I liked it a lot. So thank you to both men. Now, uh, <clears throat> I was hoping for that upset with, with Eagles, but as I said, They've already got a number one contender. So uh, it's a really cool match. I really like the Wobby, uh, the Robbie and Wato pars. Those two go under it pretty hard. And they both do killer dives on each other as well. They take each other out with dives at various points in the match. In fact, uh, Wato takes him out near the end with this really cool dive. Uh, Tiger, though, the uh, longer he was in the ring, the more I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, all the matches where the Flying Tigers won, it's uh, mostly Robbie Eagles doing the stuff, and then uh, Tiger will come in, run interference, and do double team moves, so all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's okay. Uh, Taguchi gets a dodon on uh, Tiger, but uh, Robbie breaks it up, which is really nice, and that's when we get the dive by Wato. And then Taguchi tries an ankle lock, but then uh, gets a bridging pin on Tiger Mask. So, uh, Ask Masters a six and also Flying Tigers also at six. Yeah. So I got a problem with this tournament. And uh, that problem is, mm-hmm. is that it's like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like you, you want something, the tournament to like change things, but it doesn't, you know, at all. And that's why I was really bummed that nobody pinned Robbie Eagles, because that was one thing that could like at least come out of this going forward that would yeah. be different. And usually they are lining up contenders down the road. And that's what fucking tournaments are for other than to crown a champion of the tournament. So, you know, it was a little frustrating, but I get it. They're trying to hedge their bets a little bit because they don't know if somebody's just going to get COVID. And so I get it. They're not going to book that far down the road, like, you know, in storyline in the ring, you know? So I get that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. The match is really good. This is fun. And Wado is like super confident with uh, Robbie Eagles. Like 
that's something that people fans have picked up on about Watto is he doesn't look confident. And I think that's a big problem with him that I, we've never really called out before, yeah. you know, but he, he doesn't look confident, but in this match, he's like super confident. He's, he is Watto in the ring. He's not, you know, a young lion anymore. And he's, he's like really owning that. And I thought he was awesome in this. Now it also helps. He's in there with Rob Eagles, but they, he held up his end of the bargain. You know what I mean? I think he did a good Absolutely. job. Didn't like the finish, you know, but th- this match has a lot of cool four way spots, meaning where like what you described, where you had somebody break up a pin and that person, you know, gets rolled to the outside. He gets taken out by, you know, a dive and then there's a pin, you know, like there's a lot of that shit going on, which is just good tag team wrestling. It's this really good stuff. It just, you know, kind of came off as meaningless to me because nothing really happened, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like. All right. The main event is uh, the Bullet Club Cuties versus uh, Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. That's a match we've seen a few times. Like we have, right? A, few. a lot. We've seen that a lot, right? And if Suzuki Gun win this match, guess what? We're going to see it another time. And I have. Look, will it be a good match? Yes. Will I have fun watching it? Yes. Do I wish the Assmasters had won this tournament? Oh, fuck yes. Because they're something new and different. They're a goofy team. Wato needs something to boost his confidence and perk him up. Uh, a COVID-era World Junior Tag League? Sure, why not, right? And, you know, having to go... Oh, that would have been something different. I haven't seen that before. I have seen mm-hmm. this. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> stories have to end yeah. you know i will say that forever in pro wrestling like they they sometimes you know usually new japan's really good about ending stories you know and this is something that they're not good at right now because they can't be because they're you know worried about who's going to be sick and they're trying to hedge their bets but like fucking shit has to end at some point and like damn you know because like the New Japan, too, that we we run into, especially now that's being magnified, is that when someone has a title match with somebody booked in the future, that means they're going to wrestle them 3,000 times in tag matches on their way up to that. And so, you know, you get a lot of that match. So when it's over, it needs to be over. That's kind of how we felt with uh, Dangerous Takers, Gorillas of Destiny, wasn't it? Yes. Did we enjoy the... The, the destination when we finally got to those matches. Yeah, we find we did enjoy those matches. But fuck me, that journey was gone. I was like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Like, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, we've, we've seen this. Look, the only consolation I can say, Mr. Andy, is Show and Yo have broken up because we used to see BC Cuties, Suzuki Goon, and Rapongi 3K. Right, wrestling yeah. each other for those titles ad nauseum. Now they're gone. So I guess now we've only got two junior tag teams. Well, three if you can. Ask Masters. I don't know, Flying Tigers is probably just a temporary thing because you've got to have Robbie in the tournament. But yeah, Ask Masters will be something a bit different and new, and you've got to elevate at least Wato a little bit. Yeah, that's. I mean, did you did you like this match, Mr. Andy? What do you think of the, uh, the main event? I like the finish um because it was like 
a sneaky roll up um, and a sneaky win by uh, Suzuki Goon. And, and maybe that finish from the night before was foreshadowing a little bit because like what happens is it's sudden death to Desperado, but he's not legal. Right. And, and ELP didn't know that. So he kicked the wrong guy and then a sneaky roll up by Kanemaru pins uh, Ishimori for the win. And then Desperado, unlike Lance Archer, sells this devastating finishing move and just oh, lays yeah. there dead. He so, doesn't even celebrate with the trophies, man. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. So so um, Red Shoes sets the trophy near him. There's like this joint trophy where it's two pieces that go together. And so they each get a piece. And he set, set it near Desperado's like arm, like, here you go. And then he gave the one, the other one to Kanemaru. And they just kind of like were had to sell. And that was like, and then they Too gave a to really celebrate. short promo. So yeah. it was just. It was just like really anticlimactic, and it was like, oh, this tournament is like that's like an impact. How impact would end a tournament? <laughs> I want to say something so. positive about the tournament, though, and I will say that this is the best Yoshinobu Kanemaru I have seen since I've started watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've thought he's been, I, I think he's been awesome, and if you've noticed, uh, it's not. It's not uh, it's not Mr. Uh, Desperado getting most of the wins in this tournament. Most of the wins for Suzuki Goon were gotten by Yoshinobu Kanemaru. So uh, yeah, booking a little strong too. Cool. Yeah, well, and it, it's it's I think I know what the secret is. Ever since COVID, he's had to swallow the liquor, so he's drunk. And you like you like drunk Kanemaru. I think that's what's going oh, on. Oh my god, he's the drunken master, like that, like mm-hmm. you know that Jackie Chan movie. Like, oh, that's a great movie. He, he was better at doing uh, all this karate. Oh, sorry, um, kung fu when he was absolutely plastered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't spit mm-hmm. it at anybody. He just wants his whiskey. <laughs> I fell asleep watching a movie. The- I think it's called Iron Mask, and it's starring Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie is like Jackie Chan versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that's not the thing. That's the movie. It's also takes place in like a jolly old London in like the 1700s or something. <laughs> and they're dressed up like, like, like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's wearing a powdered wig and shit and beating people up. <laughs> really? Yes. This is a thing. This sounds amazing. What's the movie called? Black Mask? Iron Mask. And I fell asleep watching it, and I was like, this is incredible. And it it does, like, it even has some of that, like, like from what I saw the first, like, 20 minutes, it even has some of that, like, just amazing Jackie Chan. And just, like, where did he come up with this? Like, he makes everything physical in movies cool, you know, and, like, new. He's so good. Anyway, I think he's, I don't know if he's got some weird political beliefs or something, but I like Jackie Chan as a, a filmmaker and guy in movies, but uh, yeah, you should, I, I'm going to finish watching that later. Today. Well, this is coming from a dude who uh, might not like Tom Cruise is a uh, whole Scientology thing. Right. But that son of a bitch makes movies. I just want to go see. I, I can't, I, I can't, I just see the trailers. I'm just like, I know it's got you in it, but this looks awesome. And it, generally is those mission impossible movies man Ooh. by the way you're welcome listeners this is like 
giant sized episode of uh of <laughs> never Ever podcast and we haven't even done the recommends yet so. well there's this one <laughs> holy shit yeah uh i i uh i have just noticed that there is one piece of news that we have to talk about yes and we did mention it earlier uh hiroshi tanahashi was just like uh guess what uh, i want to defend my united states title and i choose abushi and abushi accepted the challenge the match has set for the uh, metlife stadium shows in early september and i was just like uh okay well <laughs> you don't want that fucking heavyweight title no more like what the fuck uh, but I understand why they've done that. Like, I yeah. guess they don't know if Shingo is going to be well enough to be at MetLife Stadium, I guess. And, yeah. And and the ace is the savior once again. Yeah. He ran across the ocean, you know, and he's priority back in Japan. And, like, I just, man, ran, what would they high do? Fly like, float the ocean, like, just could, jump right if you over went, it. If you, went back in t- <laughs> if you went back in time, like, 10 years ago and told somebody – you know, like, hey, did you know that Tanahashi is going to be even more valuable to New Japan now than he is 10 years from now, which is probably <laughs> arguable. They'd be like, no way. And they're like, yes, he's like the most valuable wrestler well, what about in pro wrestling. Period point no, 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 trust me. Tanahashi's the ace. <laughs> he is, man. Like, like right now, it's like him. John Moxley is extremely valuable. Kenny yeah. Omega is extremely valuable. And and I don't know who else, but those are kind of like the guys I always look at is like, man, these is like these guys are really doing a lot for their their shows. But uh, I guess Jericho, extremely valuable. And they're all like all in one company except for one guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we had match recommends, right? Yep, we sure did. And uh, I think uh, yours Let's was... do mine first because mine's kind of just like a standard juniors match. There's nothing much to it, you know. Um, mine was from 2016. It's August 21st, uh, Tokyo Coliseum and it's super J cup finals tournament. And, uh, it is Kushida versus Keno and Keno's from Noah. And like I says, pretty much just like a standard juniors match, but it's a, it's a junior heavyweight match and it's very strike heavy and Kushida it's like kind of like standard stuff until Kushida hits that like top rope hoverboard lock yeah. thing that is just like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> and then the match is like, okay, now we're like, and it, it, I love that move so much. It's great. And, and Keno is like a kicky guy. He kicks really good and he has some really fun things where like, you know, Kushida's doing like one of these like flippy escapes he does and Keno just kicks him. And it's just like, oh yeah, he's upside know. down and Keno just fucking smashes him. And I was like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> so there's a lot of shit like that. Um, you know, and and Kushida wins by alternating. He has like a strategy. He's alternating between the hoverboard lock and the cross arm breaker throughout the match, like trying which one's gonna work. I'm gonna get you with one of them. And eventually he gets him with the cross arm breaker after like alternating back and forth a couple of times. Pretty cool. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure other than a few the other matches in this tournament, these are the only Keno matches in New Japan. And I'm going to watch some of the other ones and see if they're worth uh, checking out. But I enjoyed this. I like him. I think he's got a lot of charisma. And I like to see him kick Kushida. It's funny. 
Yeah, so uh, Kano is a gentleman whose photo I have seen on lots of Noah uh, advertisements and stuff all over the Tweety. Uh, and now I can put a name to the face. So, hi, Kano. Nice to meet you. But yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, uh, he's, he'll he'll listen maybe one day when he's on holiday in India or something. I don't know, because we're really popular there. Uh, yeah, so uh, look, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was a good fast-paced match, and uh, thought they both managed to get all their shit in in a short time, but, but still keeping some semblance of psychology, which is something I really liked. Like they tired themselves out by doing all that technical mat-based stuff at the start, and then uh, Kenny's arm gets messed up by that that one lock off the top. It was pretty even until then, and then boom. Uh, all, all it was after that was uh, uh, Kushida going right after it because he knew he was fucked and uh, kind of just trying to kick and strike out of it. Uh, I thought it was awesome, yeah. So, uh, uh, and, and, and yeah, you mentioned it in your notes, but yeah, Kano kicks Kushida as Kushida's upside down. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's not enough. But yeah, as you said, uh, cross arm breaker and Kushida wins. I thought it was great. All right, cool. Well, what was your recommend? All right. Let's go to <laughs> March. Did you, did you, by the way, did you take a gummy bear or something? Say that again? Did you take some form of gummy bear or something? No. Gummy no. bear. I don't know what you mean. Well, gummy, gummies, you know. Grape ape. Yeah. Did you have some grape ape? I'm a big fan of Great Ape, Luke. You know that. <laughs> All right, I'm starting to see why we're uh, <laughs> why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing it. I'm having a good time. All right, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to <laughs> March 12th, 2004, at uh, uh, who cares where it was at? It's the National Stadium, Second Gymnasium. It's the IWG. It's an IWGP Junior Heavyweight championship match it's a jado and gato versus curry man and the american dragon which is brian danielson aka daniel bryan now i'm watching this and i'm like cool you, you've you've all, you've talked up his entrance and i'm like all right cool i can't see this i can't wait to see this curry man's entrance muted it unmutes for the next announcement and then mutes again so gato and jado could come out so their themes muted too. So I didn't get to right. hear both their entrances. I'm like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Way to get me into the atmosphere. And then Curry Man cheers me up by uh, taking off, ripping off his shirt, Hulk Hogan style, and there's the exact same replica you know, crop top <laughs> under it. And then he takes off a mask, and there's another mask under it, and this one's got a little hat on it. And I'm just like, oh, I love you, Christopher Daniels. You're an international treasure. Thank you so much. And apart from maybe the personality and persona, Chris Daniels wrestles like Chris Daniels, of course, because uh, we get one of my favorite moves, which is the best moonsault ever. What's that other move that he does? His, his finisher? I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it's like a pedigree-looking thing. It's a DDT move. Hmm. I'm not sure. Man. But, I don't know everything, Luke, you know. Yeah, I know. I know you don't know everything. <laughs> 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 I know I don't know everything either. It's all good. 
Hey, between two of this, like, do you remember that that Psycho Sid promo? Uh, if <laughs> you have the, if you had half the brain I had, I would be half the man that you are. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's awesome. <laughs> and like, and like, the fucking outsiders are in the ring just laughing at him. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they just laugh at him. But uh, what I expected out of uh, these four was a fun, silly match. Because I think Chato and Gato, and I think they're douchebag, fun, silly heels. And I think of, I, I don't know, Daniel Bryan looks, uh, Bryan Daniels looks super serious, but he's in a fun tag team with Curry, man. <laughs> Instead, this is a freaking great match. Holy shit, this is an actually really good Absolute tag match. This is no friggin' joke match at all. By the way, do you notice the referee is a very young chumpy? I my first note says young debonair ref chumpy. Oh in the my house. god! <laughs> junior, I'm like, holy shit, he is young man. Oh, man. And uh, like, uh, he gets chumped out right away because Gato. <laughs> Throw Curry Man out to the outside, and I don't know who the guy is with Gato and Jado, but he starts beating up Curry Man, and Chumby's doing nothing about it. I mean, I don't know if he eventually throws him out, but he didn't like that's a blatant DQ right, right there. He's interfering in the match. Like, what are you doing? After that, jump around, jump yeah. around, <laughs> get, get up, get up, get up, up, and jump down. But yeah, I thought like Jado and Gato. Uh, man, back in the day, like they they really go, they were tough. Like they have that same kind of cheating psychology, but they'll kick the shit out of you too. So I, I really really like that. Brian uh, has to uh, get uh, give the hot tag to Curry Man eventually, but man, he he looks like a baby here, and he's 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 got it all just there, like. He's amazing in this match. He's fantastic. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they won, really. And I, 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 I cheated after this match. I was like, all right, what, what else do they have up here? Uh, there's one other match they have before uh, where they retain before they lose, and uh, you'll, you'll be happy to know who they retain against. But uh, what did you think of this match, Miss Andy? Well, I love this match, of course. Yeah. It was way better than I remembered it being, because I remember it being kind of boring, but it's not. It's, like, fucking amazing. Now I, put, again, yeah. I put the Curry Man intro at the beginning of the episode, so you guys got to hear, you know, he's a, he's a hot, he's a spicy, you know? It's a fucking amazing intro. It's the best thing ever, so that's awesome. Um, you also heard something else really weird at the beginning of the show, and that was stardom wrestlers um, trying to get Tai Chi to say something to like do some like hand gesture with them. That's like part of some game they're playing. And Tai Chi is a rock star and will not do it. He's like, I'm not doing that shit. So they start cheering him on. So I put that at the beginning of the episode, too, because that's funny. But this match. Um, OK, so we get like like American Dragon fits in New Japan like a glove, man. He's yeah. like. I mean, like, he's, like, made to be there. And, like, uh, 
he does like the Johnny Saint World of Sport like sequence at the very beginning. That's fucking awesome. If you've never seen Johnny Saint versus Ravi uh, Brookside, please watch it. It's so awesome. Um, and uh, the match is like all heat though for most of the match until Curry Man like tags in. So like it's weird because like everyone's a heel except Curry Man. So. <laughs> it's it's i don't know it's funny because like daniel bryan's moves all look so vicious and they look like they hurt and he really like you know when he puts it looks like he wants to kill you the whole time yes carry man wants to have fun yeah so even as a face back then daniel bryan is still like basically a heel so he's everyone's a heel and then curry man comes in and does flippy shit and i have in my notes it's not the the best moonsault Ever. It's the spiciest moonsault ever. Is oh. what I have so um, also it's interesting because we get every suplex that's ever been invented in this match from every guy, like everyone's doing suplexes. So I know that's why you love this too. Yeah. Um, Pinche Loco on Gato and Curry man gets the pin. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> the quick, quickest might of my heart is to show me that you know how to do suplexes and Turns out all four of these men know how to do all of the suplexes and <laughs> every single one. I, I didn't write them all down. Like that's probably why I did mention them in my notes. I couldn't write them all down. I saw all of them, uh, and <laughs> I, was, I was, I was like, all right. And it's not. I'm not just seeing them done by uh, Curry Man and Daniel Bryan. I'm seeing Jado and Gato f- pull out Germans and fucking you know bridge and suplexes and shit. And I'm like, all right. Uh, these guys, these guys uh, have settled down into their kind of uh, jerky heel roles, but uh, back in the day, like uh, they kick your ass. Uh, it was good. Hello. Yeah, I I didn't catch that last thing you said. Oh, I just said uh, uh, they've settled into their kind of more jerky heel roles now because I guess they're busy oh, booking yeah. backstage. But back in the day, uh, those two could go. Big time. Of course. Yeah, man. There's a reason. They were like, you know, they were like the junior tag champs forever. And they always had decent matches. It's just, right. you know, as they get older, you know, I mean, one of them just doesn't even care anymore. So what are you so, going to do? So after the match, uh, two two people come in and challenge uh, both Curry Man and uh, the American Dragon for those junior tag titles. One of them's a very young Taguchi, and I couldn't quite place the other one. He looked kind of different and i didn't recognize him and uh i had i had a i had a look on uh, new japan world this match is not available on new japan world so uh, i'm um, sorry you don't get to see this mr andy but uh taguchi's partner is none other than a very young hiroki goto and uh uh, what happens eventually is uh, gato and jado will eventually win the, the titles back from uh the curry man daniel bryan duo and uh that match also isn't on new japan world motherfuckers get on that because i would have loved to have put all three of these matches up there because i know mr andy would have loved to have seen either daniel bryan or curry man pin fucking goto Uh, (laughs) he would have lost his mind at that he would have seen it already and told me about it he would have been like Dude, Curry Man pinned Goto was awesome. So, uh, or I don't know who <laughs> pins who in that match, but yeah, 
it is a very young goto and they lose that match by the way so uh there you go uh what is your recommend for next episode I'm going for an easy one that's been on the back burner for a long time. We watched this live. It hasn't been that long ago, um, but it's just it's just a fun match, and I need some fun right now. So uh, this is an easy one. It's like one of those ones we've probably all seen, or maybe you didn't know it existed if you're kind of a New Japan new New Japan fan. But it's from March 17th, 2019. This was like a birthday present for my 39th birthday, uh, almost. And uh, this is at Kurgan Hall. It's Toriyanu versus Colt Cabana. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. It's been a while, you know. They tagged Um, together for a while. And so, like, this was... this was like built up for a while and like Cole Cabana was begging for the match on like ROH commentary and stuff. So like the internet got behind it, New Japan booked it and it's, we'll watch it. It's awesome. Hells yes. I can't wait. I've gone back in time. I've gone to June 18th, 2011 Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium. It's the seventh match. It is a tag match. Uh, it's a tag match that is made after a certain something happens. Uh, a certain Mr. Bread loses an army, but he gains a friend. And that friend <laughs> is uh, the grape ape-sponsored, burger-loving motherfucker Togi Makabe. So it is Togi Makabe and Satoshi Kojima versus Minaro Suzuki and Lance Archer. Okay, okay. <coughs> All right, I like that. They got a couple of singles um, well, matches after that, Mr. Kojima and Suzuki, and I'll get to those. Well, I think that'll be interesting to see how Lance Archer's changed so much because yeah. he used to not be so good, and this might be uh, a good example <laughs> of that. We'll see, you know, because everybody else in that match is awesome. So, uh, um, but, uh, well, man, I think we kind of said it all right. I don't know what else to say. So. Everything has been said. Oh my oh, God! I will say, uh, um, oh, who are we trusting? Uh, in yeah, he's still our champion. In in the real champion, in the true champion, in Shingo, we trust. Spiciest moonsault ever. 